Welcome to episode 64 of the current backloggers. The date is May 5th. I am your host, Casey P, along with my good friend and co host, Cody G. Cody, how's it going? We are a month and a half away from 69. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I like how you had that ready. Because we were not discussing that before this started. You just had that ready to go. Well, you said 65, and I realized we're four. What is that? We 64, said, right? 64, I was so gonna say, five I'm gonna away. Say it. Five away from the 69. Oh, it's beautiful. Still got to figure out exactly <laughs> what we're going to do for that. It's a big episode. Mm-hmm. Unless you're just 69. I don't think I'll make it on YouTube. I can just put it on Pornhub and... Um, wow, I just had a thought of what it must be like giving a blowjob. <laughs> Being that close to a penis. I don't know why you're thinking about that. Because we just said I, I'm going to be 69 in you, so I'm going to be like... This, right here, this microphone is what I'd be seeing. But you're pretty well shaved, you said, so. Because I feel like the pubes got to be, that's got to be weird. It's going to be a weird texture. Speaking of pubes, segue, I have something down here I didn't show you. It's uh, a drink that I've talked about for a long time. I'm worried. Why the fuck would pubes remind you of that? I told you my segues don't make sense. Oh, okay, okay. Um, and then I said down here, like so did actually kind of... Balls is a great drink. Yeah, But is. this is a drink I've talked about forever. I don't think you've had it. Okay. I think you're going to be really excited. Hopefully you haven't. Are you ready? Um, I, let me get the gum out of my mouth because I feel like that messes with the flavor of stuff. If you have had it, you're still going to be excited because it hasn't been around for a long time. You ready? Can I guess? Yeah. Well, you said I haven't had it? I don't think so. But oh, my... If you have, it's been forever. I don't want to mention it because I don't want to get this excited. I'm just pulling this out of my ass. Is Wait it, a second. Is me... Vault back? No. Oh. Um, you ready? Yeah. What are you What are you pulling out? I'm so scared. Oh, no way. Honey girl. If you're listening on the podcast, I got some Pepsi Blue. Um, let's transfer because I opened one, so don't drink <laughs> out of that one. It's uh, What the fuck? Have you had it? No, no, I just, I know how people feel about it, and you're probably the biggest fan of this. This is my favorite drink of all time, so before I brought it down, I opened one to taste test it to tell you, because I didn't want to taste together and be like, ah, yeah, it's not the same, it tastes the same. Tastes the same. When was the last time you had this? I should have looked it up, but it was only around for like a year, Uh-huh. and I got non-stop around then. If I told you- The expired one? Yeah. That's, a, <laughs> that's your last one. That's the last memory you had with it. Yeah, it was probably like three years <laughs> after they stopped uh, selling it, and I found one <laughs> gas station. Is that long? Yeah. No. And uh, no, it was uh, four years because- It's disgusting. I got it. I was so excited. I started drinking it, and I literally spit it out, and I was, what the hell is wrong with this? And I looked, and it was three years expired. That's how. That's why I know it was four years, because three years expired. That's good. You like it? Yeah. I like how it's nothing like Pepsi. Like a lot of them try and mix in the flavor. That's just completely just like a blue icy, but they call it Pepsi. This would be so good as an icy. Oh, God. Are you so excited? Where the hell did you find this? It was at uh, the Kroger's, same Kroger's. <sighs> Dude, I, I did a, a double take that had the USA, which I already kind of got si- – um, Got a little excited about. It. I know they do every year, but I think this year it's different. Did you notice that? Because like purple this year, Is so it? I think it's actually different. But uh, it caught my attention. I did literally a triple take because I was like, "Wait, what's that next to it?" And I was like, Holy shit! There's no well, way. 
No, but I did grab five. I Daniel's like, do you want Vasco and went in? No, like, nah, I'm just getting a couple things. And then I was carrying around the store. There's a couple <laughs> things I had, and like five of these falling out of my hands. <laughs> That's beautiful, buddy. I gotta start going with that Kroger. <laughs> Meyer fucks up the pop game. They still don't have a pib. I've seen it there a couple times, but yeah, they don't have it very often. Um, that's good stuff, buddy. Yeah, I like that. I, I, was I still worried. taste Pepsi, though. Do you? I don't taste it at all. It's not like a Pepsi, Pepsi, but it's like that. <laughs> see, I feel. See, I sound like a food reviewer, and I don't like that because <laughs> they're talking about sugar drinks, and they're like talking about like it was wine or something. <laughs> But there's a... Let me get another sip here. Sugar drinks are better than wine. Also, that's oh, exactly yeah. what a food reviewer would do. It's like a... Well, let me get one more sip here. Mm-hmm. Um, it's... No. The, the, the undertones still have a strong Pepsi flavor. I was worried that this might be different, too, because if I remember right, they got rid of it originally because of blue dye in it. Poop? What? Would it turn your poop a weird color? Um, no, I think it was unhealthy because of blue dye. So... I was worried that they completely change it, but to me, it tastes exactly how I remember. Yeah, I feel like uh, I heard the Soviets, some higher up Soviets, loved Coke, but you can't have that capitalistic shit in your society. So they would, they would have them make Coke without the dye, and put it in vodka bottles, and drink it that way. So I imagine probably mm. the dye doesn't do too much flavor wise. Mm. I'm gonna look up Blue Pepsi and. Because this has got to be just like a summer thing. Because I'm guessing. With the yeah, it even, it's so limited time right on it, too. It's 2002 like a, to 2004. Okay, so two years. It's for sale for a limited time during May. Oh, Jesus. I need to go buy so much more. Yeah, I feel bad for you, buddy. <laughs> Looks like Target, Walmart, and Kroger supposedly have this. It expires in July, too, so I can't even stock up that much. I mean, I'll go through it fast, but still. That's delicious, yeah. I'm glad you like it. Yeah. I mean, I kind of do remember. I, taste does feel familiar for really? some reason. But it could be just me mixing ices together all the time, too. Yeah. it tastes a lot like an icy. I mean, that's why it stuck with me so much, especially as a kid. Yeah. It's so good. Um, Crystal Pepsi was fun, too, when they brought that back. All right, so that's good. Um, there is a Facebook page called TikTards of TikTok. Mm-hmm. It's an Australian company, and I'm always sharing their videos on my Facebook. Mm-hmm. My Facebook's a weird place. I, I wish I knew how many people unfollow me on Facebook. Because um, it's, it's a little crazy. Did I tell you Renee's grandma said uh, my Facebook scares her? <laughs> no. Yeah, she was like... Uh, her family's talking about my Facebook. It, we're all hanging out. Some of those videos you share, they scare me. Like someone needs to unfollow her on my Facebook. It's bad. Um, but yeah, so I share a lot of TikTards. And there's this girl I grew up with. Uh, she's if you ever watched Wonderful Whites of West Virginia, she could look like she's right out of that. She's got like five kids, and for some reason she does TikTok. Um, and she was really overdue for being on some cringe comps. I was, one of my friends dated her, so I would be like, bro, she's going to be on. She's going she's gonna to fuck around. She's, like, begging to be on one of those. Well, she called out. She saw me share TikTok on my Facebook profile and decided to uh, expose them and cancel them. 
by recording a TikTok over their videos and talking about how they make fun of uh, mentally challenged people. So um, they took her clip that they made of, of their channel, trying to cancel them, and put it on their profile. And it's bad. Um, there's no music, so I can, I can play it for you real quick. Um, I'm responsible for this, though, because she saw it because of my profile. I'm really... Well, here, I, I guess you can see it. Can you see it? Unfortunately. Just so everyone knows, they made a thing on Facebook making fun of people. And it's called TikTards of TikTok. And there's a lot more. So I, I, she definitely thought she was going to cancel them. But <laughs> my favorite is uh, I was afraid that I was going to be in the background. Because uh, it tells you who your friends like pages. Thankfully, I didn't make that cut. Um, Whoops. Yeah, so she got a lot of views on that. And there's tons of comments. I'm the reason she knows about that. I feel, I feel kind of famous. So that, that was a weird, weird, uh, weird feeling. I bet. They're an Australian company too. So this is the only way she could have found out about it was through me. So. Uh, the comments were roasting her too. I feel bad. <laughs> My favorite was the remix baby with her clips. I mean, if you're listening to audio, she was just her doing overlay over these uh, clearly mentally challenged people on TikTok with her baby crying. The baby cries just make that video. <clears throat> though. Um, so I quickly sent it out to all my friends in high school. Like she's she's done it. She got it. I told you guys. I told you to invest in Harley memes because. And all the comments are like, dude, you guys need to feature her more. This is great. So. This is what I'm saying, dude. Like, I knew about the Slayton sisters. I knew about Fatty Air, uh, Airsoft Fatty before he was had ten thousand subscribers. Yeah, of course. It, it, Satan Slayton sisters are the face of TLC. I need to be a manager for these people. I need to curate these That people. sounds not worth whatever you can make. <laughs> it sounds like the life. I want to manage these people because I find them and then they, like, the Slayton sisters, bro, she was flirting with me on Facebook and now she's the face of TLC, Casey. Wow. Tammy Slayton was in my DMs. And then she found out I was dating Renee like four, four and a half years ago and blocked me. She wanted my body. It's a real story. She's the face of TLC. I should have dumped Renee, and I could have been with the queen of TLC right now. But, yes, yeah, so that's what I've been up to. I know you didn't ask, but I figured I might as well just cut into it. That's all you've been up to is that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Getting, promoting people. So, um, I'm tired of fucking around with this life, dude. I could be curating. I could be the shepherd's the shepherd of my flock of people yeah i've always said that about you <laughs> i i just i feel like I, i'm a talent agent a talent scout you know there's like a what's that great movie a clint eastwood movie with um brad pitt it was a Moneyball. yeah i'm Moneyball for cringe was clint eastwood in that he's or a he director, director? Oh, okay yeah i think he's a director but you remember um jonah hill in that mm -hmm. i'm jonah hill or I could be Brad Pitt. Definitely. So, I think I found my calling in life. 
well, I hope you don't make it, but best of luck to you. I could be representing the Slayton sisters right now. One on each arm. I might have to grab them by the, somewhere else, though, because there were some big ladies. I don't know if I can get one on each arm. Make it hold each arm. I don't think you're that strong. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. all you've been up to, though? It's just the, the cringe? Yeah, buddy. Yeah. Yep. Because I think we already talked about the deck. Did I tell, talk about that? Did yeah, last week. On the deck? Mm-hmm. So besides the deck, and it's been raining, and uh, half of my plants died, killed them. Great gardener. Great gardener. So I think I'm going to go to Lowe's and buy their plants. There you go. True gardener right there. True gardener. So, uh, yeah. Okay. So I've been up to working, working overtime. Uh-huh. And then I uh, decided that overtime wasn't enough at work, so I started doing, I meant to talk about last week, I told you after the show, but I went out for my first night of Uber Eats, I signed up for it, and I worked 8 a.m. to 4.30 p.m. on Sunday, and then I went out at 5 o'clock to start Uber Eats, and I'd never done it, I didn't know what I was doing, so I was like, I might do a delivery or two, see how this works. And I didn't get home till 11.30 p.m. Because when I first started doing it, I was getting some requests. They didn't seem that great. I didn't know exactly what I was doing. Later, I realized some of them I should have accepted, but I didn't know exactly how it worked yet. It's like a video game. It's funny you say that. We'll get back to that. Um, <laughs> okay. So then I started accepting them. I planned to stay in the Eastern area. And... I ended up going around Central Ohio, not anywhere crazy or anything. It was Easton, Worthington, Westerville, and Polaris, so all those locations. Good areas. Yeah. I try to – it shows you um, where you're going to pick it up at so I can avoid restaurants that will make me throw up. It will show me where you're going to take them so I can avoid areas that somebody's just waiting with a shotgun as soon as I take them their burrito. Gross um, city. Yeah. <laughs> so I avoided all those on purpose, so that's why I end up in those areas. But the more I did, I realized I couldn't just stay just at Easton. There's just, it was impossible to make that happen and still make money doing it. So I drove the same street multiple times. I passed the same cop six times one time or at different times. Uh, this cop is definitely going to pull me over if he sees what's happening. Why Why do you just keep passing me over and over? Like a but, drug dealer. Uh, yeah. I was really waiting to get pulled over. I wasn't doing him wrong. And so uh, this seems so suspicious that the same car I keep driving down this road. But that's because I kept just getting different deliveries, and um, I ended up making, it was $101 in five hours, so about $20 an hour. That's before taxes and gas and everything, obviously. But uh, I guess you can get that written off if you do it right. So Yeah, every mile. Yeah, and uh, the gas, if you keep receipts, and mechanical work, I hear. So going to look into that. I watch your insurance, though. Yeah. I haven't paying attention to that. And Did you check in on that? Yeah. Okay. Andrew Reitz has a lot of coverage that the other ones don't as well. What on is top, it? Uber Eats has a lot of coverage that the other ones don't. What do you mean? Insurance. Oh, they, they have their own insurance? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, But I thought it would be – I wanted to do it because I thought it would be a good change of pace to make extra money, but also something that I could be in control of and – kind of just do whenever 
opposed to get another job and having like committed to it. So the nice part is I did it Sunday. I haven't done it since, but I've been actually fiending to do it again, which I did not expect. Really? Yeah. I had a, the first little bit when I was getting those requests and um, kind of declining them because they didn't seem great. You know, I said some of them were, but I didn't realize at the time. Then there was like a 30-minute gap where I wasn't getting any requests. So I mean, this sucks. This is how it's going to be. But then I got my first one, and I just kept rolling there. Just As soon as one ended, another one would pop up. And then some of them, I'd be driving and one pop up while I was driving. And it literally became a video game. It's funny you said that. Wow. And uh, I even told Danielle that. She was like, it's like a video game to you. And I was like, oh, it literally was like that. I uh, planned to go for, like I said, one or two deliveries at 5 o'clock. And I was like, I won't stay past dark because it's the first time I've done it. Who knows what's going on. But then, like I said, I recognized everywhere I was. I didn't feel unsafe. So I just kept doing it. And it was a point where... I left left the uh, app going even when I was pulling into here, and the request kept coming in. I was like, oh, I could just do one more. I better stop myself because I did that five times before I actually came home. I was like, all right, I'll just do one more. And then I finished it, and then one pop up as I was going. <laughs> well, that's not that far. I might as well do that one. And I just kept extending it, and then I uh, realized I had to finally stop myself. Wow. No crazy stories yet. Um, if I keep doing it, I'm sure. It's a matter of time to run to something, but um, nothing super interesting. One dude, most of them were like McDonald's, uh, Jersey Mike's, all the normal places. Like I said, you can see where you're going, so there's a bunch of places I didn't even know how to pronounce. So I was like, definitely not going there. No, thank you. Um, but the weirder one I had, which I'm sure isn't that weird if you do this often, but it was in Polaris. It was wing belly or uh, fire belly wings. Never and heard of that. Me either. And I pulled up to a, a Renaissance, a super nice hotel. And I was like, what the hell is he like in here? And I went in, and there's a super fancy bar, and everybody's dressed up like so crazy. And I walked up, and I was, do you know where fire belly wings is? And you're here. Oh. Like, oh, okay. And then I got the delivery, and I left. I was, I don't know, unless you stayed at the hotel and you had it when you were, like, in the room, I don't know how you even find that, like, what draws you to get a hotel food delivered to you. Renee loves wings, so I'm going to try to remember this. Fire belly. Yeah, fire belly wings in Polaris. That sounds hot. Like, uh, you know what I mean. Sounds pretty gross. Fucking sexy. Um, is this the only one? Oh, they're all over. There's one in Glendale, Arizona. Hmm. Canton, Georgia. That's odd. They were in Chicago. Nothing super interesting happened though. Like I said, I'll keep you updated, depending on how much I do it. Was it part? Was it? Do you think it's Renaissance hotels that do those? Um, that do the fire belly? You mean? Yeah. It definitely was there. I don't know if that's how all of them are or not. Maybe it's their thing. Maybe that's why they're everywhere. Yeah, that could be. It's kind of smart to do that. Yeah. Um. But, like I said, nothing super interesting happening yet. I'll keep you updated the more I potentially do it. You got to do something at some point. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, the craziest thing ended up being crazy. Most of them just said, like, leave it at the door, and you just leave it there and knock and leave. But one dude... Take a photo. Yeah. One dude was on a note said, wait in the car. This seems a little odd. Is this guy just going to pull up? All right, the car's mine now. (laughs) And I pulled up. I said, oh, God. And it was a 
a dead end too. And I was like, oh, great. Of course, this is perfect scenario. Somebody wanted to do something like this. <laughs> but then he came out and, hey, thanks a lot, man. And uh, then he gave me a $15 tip, which is the biggest by far. And it was a massive Bob, Evan, Bob Evans order. I guess that is uh, something I could say. I think I figured out how backwards all this shit is and why you get food so late and so cold when you do these services. Like I said, part of the reason I did this was to, because I hate so much the service you get from these things. That's why I don't even order from them. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to be the change. I'm going to be a better service. But I started realizing, I think, definitely part of the time, I think it's the delivery people. Because I could have fucked around so much and wasted time or ordered my food while I was waiting on their food. Because there's no, I mean, you'll get bad reviews and potentially get knocked off. But you could do so much fucking around if you wanted to and waste so much time, which I'm sure happens sometimes. Yeah. <clears throat> but I realized, even if you're doing it correctly, that I think the app is just, or all the apps are probably not set up well. I accepted order at Bob Evans. And it says 10 minutes away. I got there within eight minutes, and the doors were locked. And I was like, what the hell? And I called him, and he's like, you ever closed? And I was like, oh, I had a order for Uber Eats. And, All right, I'll bring it out. And he sounded like upset. So, sorry, I don't know. I just think I messed up or what. I It said uh, I was 10 minutes away, and I got here in eight minutes. And, oh, yeah, I was definitely ordered quite a while ago. And I looked at the receipt. I got there at... 8.10 I think and it was ordered at 7.10 so I think the app just lets people order and then waits for somebody to pick it up wow. like here I'll take this order but I feel like that's a backwards way of doing it I feel like they shouldn't let people order until they know they have somebody pick it up or like I said there was a time period where I didn't get any for like 30 minutes so obviously there's plenty of people out driving so I feel like it needs to deliver to people faster like as far as like the notification popping up and letting people accept it can you read your reviews yeah, I don't have enough yet, but you can. Yeah, I'm curious. Yeah, so we'll see what happens. Um, like everybody I delivered to tipped me, which isn't you had the option not to tip, and like I said that dude did 15, so I can't imagine it'd be too bad. How does it? Does it just go into your app and you can cash out? Yeah, you can link your bank account and they'll give it to you every week, or you can um, you, you can buy not buy, get one of their debit cards for free. And they'll instantly go to it. So that way, if you need to cash instantly, or you can instantly cash. The cool part is, I guess, if you're somebody really needed money and you need it like that day, you can, like I said, do the debit card thing. Or even if you just want to use your bank account, you can spend like 25 cents or whatever and instantly deposit it. So you can literally get money that day if you needed it. Okay. Which is really cool. So I'll keep you updated on my adventures there. Besides that, I went to the uh, Blue Jackets game the other night. It's one of the first ones I've been to in a while and one of the last games of the season. Michaela and her boyfriend were there, and we met him after work. So we missed the first period and then a couple minutes of the second period. We got there as 0-0. It was loss, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was 0-0 when we got there. A lot of those recently, unfortunately. And then not not long after we got there, they went down 3 nothing. So we looked like a... Uh, Real bad luck coming in, and no goals, and then three goals as, almost as soon as we get there. And uh, kind of a bummer, just dragging on like that. And then got to the third period, though. I feel like it's spiking a little. Um, and Emil Benstrom, one of our younger players, has been in minor league most of the year. 
they brought him up recently, mm-hmm. and he hasn't had a goal all year because he only played a few games. But the crazy part is they came back to tie it at three, and he scored all three of the goals, so he got a hat trick. Wow. And uh, kind of lame, though, because for a while they weren't even throwing hats on the ice because of the virus. But now they started doing it, and we're in the upper bowl, so me and Kilo's boyfriend had our hats on. I was like, God, dude, if it gets a hat trick, I was not expecting it, especially from a player like that, and to get all three of the goals. So uh, shit, and looked through them. And then there wasn't, I mean, it was probably sold out, but that's still five or 6,000 people. So there's a lot of empty rows. So I just saw both of our hats hit the ground, and then nobody threw them down to an upper bowl. Usually people continually throw them down like if it hits them, then they keep throwing it, but just nobody grabbed it, and they just sat there. So I at least went and picked him up after the game and was able to get him back. But it was a bummer seeing the hat trick, and it was his first game ever. Oh, really? And, yeah, and then just having the hats brought back to us. And then, yeah, the the Predators scored in overtime to win it 4-3. to three. So it was still a really good game, and if that kind of game was your first game and you had that crowd, you know how it is. Oh, yeah. Being down 3 nothing, and then You remember my up. first game in Chicago? Yeah. yeah, very similar. Beautiful game. And somebody getting their hat trick, and like I said, all three – all the team's goals scored by the same player, and he gets a hat trick and he still lose was a little depressing. But besides that, I went to, I talked about it last week, I think, on here, Cleveland for the NFL draft. Yeah, buddy. It was uh, fantastic. I absolutely loved it. Um, a lot of Broncos fans? A decent amount, actually. I was the overwhelmingly Brown fans, unfortunately, but I knew that was going to happen. <laughs> yeah, those. that's the dumbest chant in the world. They don't... Even their barks don't sound like barks. Here we was, go, brownies. Here we go. <laughs> yeah, I, was like, I don't know what dog this is because no dog sounds like this. Dude, did you um? You guys got to see Miles Garrett then? Yeah, unfortunately. Oh, and, dude, uh, did he look yoked in that fucking suit? Dude, and Machine looked, Gun Kelly. We didn't get to see him perform, but he was there. I was gonna say, wasn't he the last day? That's yeah, awesome. but he was so there. Jealous. Were you guys close to the stage? We weren't for the second round. It was uh, it was crazy and. I didn't realize how far back we were going to be. And it was fun being in the atmosphere and being around it, but it was kind of a bummer because I was like, man, you can barely see. It's kind of terrible views. So then we started doing more of the activities and stuff after the second round. And then we went inside the stadium, and you could watch the draft from in there. And we were sitting in there, and I was like, well, the Broncos are about to pick, so I'm going to go um, outside to watch. You guys don't have to come if you don't want to. Yeah, we're just going to stay in here. And then they should have came with me because – they opened up the gates where we were blocked off at, and I got almost right up to the stage for Holy the God. third round, and it was so cool. So all the people I went with, they are like, yeah, that's – I mean, it was fun hanging out with you guys, but this experience was kind of lame. I wouldn't do it again, and I just – I felt yeah. totally different. I was like, this is fucking awesome, and I loved all of it, even when the, it was kind of bummer not having the view. I was like, just being the atmosphere so cool. So I absolutely loved it, and – uh the Browns fans can suck a dick. They uh, multiple times chanted uh, Super Bowl and Super Bowl bound, which you might not think sounds ridiculous since they weren't far off last year. But hearing a team do that that's never even made to a Super Bowl was very laughable. And it's not going to happen. I think they're wrong, buddy. I think they're wrong. Don't think they're wrong. <laughs> we can think of a bet sometime on here if you want. Okay. Yeah, okay. Because they're wrong. Um, I don't and, know if they'll... Ma- I think as long as the chemistry stays good, like this draft, man, was amazing. 
There's a few things like I told you the O line would have been nicer to focus on, but um, I feel like the choices were good, and there's almost too much talent now. And I think it's meshing well. Everybody's young. Really don't think so. Oh, I'm excited. Um, I finally met. Didn't Miles Garrett do the dog chant too? Yeah. Oh, that would have been cold chills for me. <laughs> That would have been actual cold chills. Might have, might have cried. It was cringe for me. I was, holy shit, this is so here dumb. Here we go, brownies. Here we go. I probably would have cried. Probably would have held your hand. That would have been so beautiful. Yeah, I was looking for angry so friends. Jealous. This is so dumb. You don't have to realize how jealous I am of you. It was to the point where when the Steelers were picking, I wanted to cheer for them. <laughs> and yeah, then run. Did, did you get to see run? Yeah. Oh, and yeah, you want, cool. you want to hear something great? What's that? They were all booing him, of course, because he was talking about the Steelers and picking for him. Terrible town. Yeah. Ugh. But then the great part was, like, three picks later, they were playing music, like, in between, just like, this, oh, it was a terrible cover, not the one I sent you. It was on stage, a cover band that was playing all these popular songs, and it was so bad. But uh, they started playing, um, what was, what's Run DMC's biggest song? I'm blanking. Yeah. With Aerosmith? Yep. And, uh. This girl decked out in brown stuff that was just booing this guy. Run DMC can do no wrong. And started dancing. And I was like, really? <laughs> yeah, I still would like the music. And well, I think she is he from there too. I don't know, but I think they do can do wrong because she was just booing him, and then oh, she yeah. said he, they can do no wrong. <clears throat> I, I would have booed him too just because he got that fucking shitty towel up there and he knows what he's doing. But I still enjoy the music. <laughs> yeah, they uh, they actually weren't. Um, too bad to me, but I think mm -hmm. the Browns fans, like they were before, like a touchdown Brohawks. But yeah, I didn't appreciate that. Also, Miles Garrett is a better player than JJ. I don't care. <laughs> but uh, <clears throat> I think um, that was probably just because the atmosphere and having so many different fans that they probably weren't um, focusing on it like they would at a game. But they definitely recognize every time the Steelers are picking. Mm -hmm. And I get that's a rivalry, but their class would show through there because they literally start um, fuck you Steelers chants and not like a little group of people, most of the crowd doing it. And uh, then there's a Steelers fan next to me. Like, yeah, let's hear it. Come on, keep doing it. And they just all kept chanting it. And I was like, you guys are making me want to root for a Steelers fan. What's, what's wrong with you fucking people? <laughs> fuck the Steelers. That's what I usually say, but they're playing the Browns, destroy them. There is actually one normal, kind Browns fan I meant, though. I wasn't there, buddy. Yep. So this is exception. But um, <laughs> I was, uh, this one, I was getting close up to the stage, and he was decked out in Brown stuff. And he's like, I tell you, I was looking at him, and I was like, oh, great, here we go. And then he's like, go ahead, ask him, ask him. I thought, oh, my God. And he's like, hey, man, what jersey are you wearing? And I, it was my orange one, so they, oh, they think it's a Browns player. And I was like, oh, it's not what you guys want to see. It's Von Miller. And I opened up. Oh, no, man, I can respect that. Uh, he, I mean, he destroys the league, so I respect it. And, uh, and I even told him, I was like, wow, I got to be honest. I was waiting for you to be a douche because every Browns fan I meet is a fucking asshole. And he was like, dude, I got to be honest. I'm a lifelong Browns fan, but Browns fan but uh, I'm not going to back up any of these fans. They are the worst fan base in the league. 
and I've been to every stadium as an away fan, and nobody gets treated like they do here in Cleveland. Wow. I, was like, I believe that. I've only been to a couple, but I saw a, a vast difference between here and even Cincinnati in the same state. Yeah, well, I, I've never experienced that, but I'm sure he's probably not wrong, <laughs> just from your story. Like, Renee wants to go to the Lions game this year, and I was like, I don't know if you do or not. I don't know if you want to. Yeah, especially a uh, Michigan team. I don't think that'd be good. Yeah, and then uh, the Broncos, buddy. Oh, I told you I'm down for that. Are you? Oh, yeah. We should definitely do this then. Uh, no, I'm down. You want to do it? Yep. You want to start looking around tickets? Let me know a price and we'll yeah, the figure it out. Schedule comes out May 12th, so then we'll probably start getting actual details about shit and Let have me, a I'm date. In. All right. I'm in. I might have to fight some people for you, though. <laughs> I don't take well to that. Well, maybe now that they're um, Super Bowl bound, maybe it'll have a different tone. <laughs> I doubt it. When they were the trash fire, you said they had the same. I, they're probably just more confident now. Oops. Um, you want to hear something else crazy? What's that? It's to uh, two of my most hated teams. Another really nice person I met was uh Patriots? No, not that bad. Um, the Lions fan. Oh. Yeah. I met him at the front of the stage, and we started talking for quite a while, and he started talking about um, all the games he's been to. And uh, he's like, yeah, I've been to a lot of the away games. Um, I actually went to Cleveland last year. Probably the worst experience I had at an away oh, game. Jesus Christ. And he's like, the, uh, I've been to, and he listed like 12 stadiums. And he's like, even the Packers, our uh, division rival, everyone there was super nice to me. And. Um, after I was a friend, and uh, we had shit talk, but it was all in good fun. And there, I literally felt unsafe. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I know how that is. And he's like, and as you can see, I'm a Michigan State fan. And I was like, yeah, that's uh, Jesus Christ. And um, he's like, I even went to an Ohio State game, and I was like, oh no, I'll be the first one to say I love Ohio State, but their fans are can be terrible. And, oh no, I was actually gonna say they. Um, I think they could get that way, but I actually had a really good time there, and. Um, I think it helped as a Michigan State fan because uh, you guys were beating us, but instead of talking shit, I just talked shit about Michigan, and we all bonded talking shit about Michigan. I think everybody <laughs> can bond with that, buddy. <laughs> that was like, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. I kind of told her I was like, I don't think I want to go to like because I'll definitely get in a fight there. <laughs> it's like, dude, shut the fuck up. We were like the same boat as like before. Like we could look at Lions fans and be like, oh, we're both retarded. We both have terrible ass teams, and then uh, there's something about. Usually, Browns fans are drunk too. There's probably a lot of drunk people there, huh? Um, at the game I went to, you mean? No, or the, the. Oh, there draft. definitely was, yeah. Because <sighs> there's nothing to be that cocky about, or that. No, that's what I was so confused about. So disrespectful. <laughs> but yep, go Brownies. That's right. But no, I uh, I recommend the experience no matter where it is, even if it's not Cleveland. I think it would be so much fun, and a lot. Of the, I think why they didn't like it as much. They were looking forward to a lot of the activities, like you could try and kick a field goal, forty yard dash. They could had all that kind of stuff, which I was down to do. But I was more excited for the draft and the atmosphere. So I absolutely loved it. We didn't get to do a lot of that stuff because, or any of it, because the lines were so long. This was a. The most people I've been around since all this started, and that was the funniest part. Last year they were pushing so heavy about um, 
uh, staying home and being safe. They literally did the draft virtually. And then they still act like they're doing that this year. They play ads and talk about how supportive they are and how everybody needs to come together and the commissioner come out. And you go, we all need to understand how big a deal this is. And um, we all need to be safe. Well, 90, uh, about probably 50,000 people were there, but I was going to say 90,000 because I don't know if you heard. They said the first two days there was 90,000 people there. And then by day three, there was 160,000 throughout like, the whole three days. So... It's uh, we talked a few times on here about how businesses actually care about staying at home and the vaccine and all this. It's just total bullshit. They don't care as long as they can make money and do it. I think the NFL would operate it at 100 percent capacity last year if they didn't have backlash. I just think they had no choice but to not to do that because, yeah. um, like I said, even the Super Bowl this year sold out and people were shoulder to shoulder. This one they had. You talked about it. The uh, vaccinated section that if you were vaccinated you had a chance to get up closer yeah because the guy at work told me like oh you can't get in man unless you have the vaccine uh no you could and you're still supposed to wear your mask all of those people didn't have their mask on and were sh- literally it was like a, a concert pit they were just all up on each yeah. other was and it that a- much closer uh yeah but you also didn't get a for sure shot at it it was still shot like- at it um but it was just so funny seeing this 180 and seeing how much they actually care about stuff and while they're touting about how they need to stay at home and stay safe and how last year they couldn't even be there, but yet they know they have 50,000 people shoulder to shoulder and all these vaccinated people not wearing masks and a lot of um, unvaccinated people not wearing masks too because nobody could stop them. And there was uh, people who just walk around, there's uh, signs that have a mask on it, and that was just their job. And they just walk by, by people and just have it, and they wouldn't even be like, hey, you got to put yours on. They just... Just walk by with the sign. That's beautiful. That's how it should be. <laughs> Your choice. Um, but the point in saying that is there's a lot of people, so all that kind of stuff had crazy lines, which is weird to think about with all this going on because um, you're so unused to that. So we didn't get to do any of the activities. I think that's why they were bummed. But to me, I wanted to see the draft most. And like I said, the beginning when I didn't have the best view, I was kind of like, ah. But then when I got that view, it was like everything I imagined. Which sounds corny, but it's true. And who all did the Broncos picks? Um, they had well, the commissioner always picks the first couple, and then they had uh Steve Atwater, which he's one of their best players from like the late '80s, early '90s. Um, I'm not sure if they had anybody else pick him. Um, but then what was I gonna say? Oh yeah, the seeing the draft was really cool. The best way I can describe, it, especially to you, is even being around is so cool. The atmosphere, it's like a PAX where everybody's there for the same thing. And it's also cool seeing so many different teams and everybody in the same location together because you never see that, something like that, where everybody has different jerseys. Even at a game, you see the same two teams. But I didn't keep track to see if I saw every team there, but I felt like I was consistently seeing different teams besides the Browns, obviously, which is so cool and just having everybody there for the same thing and everybody be excited like they are packs because that's one of the fun things about the draft like halfway through the nfl season a lot of uh, fans don't care about their team anymore because they're not doing well or jump ship or whatever but the draft everybody's kind of on even this playing field there's no season yet so everybody thinks they have a chance so it's cool seeing that excitement being around everybody that's there for the same thing there's actually a 
Used to be the most exciting thing about being a Browns fan. Yeah. <laughs> kind of nice the last couple of drafts, not caring. Well, I mean, you care, but. Yeah. Yeah, that was uh, Derek's friend that went with us. Uh, yeah, man, I got to be honest. I don't even care about the draft. I just want to get the season started with. I don't really need this. Uh, wow, that's coming from a Browns fan. Uh, I don't know about that. Best of luck to you. Yeah. Let's see. What year did the Broncos win the Super Bowl? Um, 16? 15? I think 15. These years get so mixed up so easily now. So, let's see. I've been watching uh, – Watched the Browns in the early 2000s on the couch with couch with my grandpa on the couch. Hey. But then I didn't care for a long time, and then you got me back into football with the Broncos. So pretty much from on then till a couple of years ago, that was the most exciting part was the draft. Seeing like, oh, what are the Browns going to pick? Who are they going to turn this around? Yeah, I don't know. To me, the draft's always exciting when the Broncos were consistently one of the best teams in the league. Like I said, because it's just so exciting. Seen that? Oh, it is exciting. Yeah, I should correct myself. It was fun waiting for those picks, but it wasn't the only excitement. I guess. Yeah. I, should say. I also love seeing where Ohio State players go. It's always exciting if it's not to the Browns or the Broncos. Um, the Broncos also took two Ohio State players, which I don't know if I've ever seen that happen before. Really, a lot of yeah. talent, man. The Browns took one. Um, how many? How many OSU players went in the draft? I don't know this year. I know they still had the most uh, first round picks and the most picks in draft history overall that's awesome yeah it's crazy um i don't know if there's anything people else talking to say about, the draft. about them though too at the same time all the qbs are yeah field is going to change it i hope so he has former uh destroyers quarterback coaching him too really the head coach of the bears used to quarterback oh, the destroyers right. which that's is right. really cool this is kind of his last shot too isn't it i heard Probably, which I think is weird because I don't think it's his fault. And he turned a team a year before this. He turned the Bears around. They were terrible for like four years, and he turned them into a playoff contender. Yeah. So I think it's kind of weird that they're saying that. I'd be okay if the Broncos got him. If they don't do it well, I'll take him. <laughs> as far as they didn't. Yeah. Um, I think that's all I had Aaron to. Rodgers rumor a little. Oh, no. Crazier. Not Justin Fields. I meant oh. uh, I'll take the Bears oh. coach. Yeah, like I said, I never thought they were taking quarterback in the draft. I said that all along. As cool as it would be to have Justin Fields, I don't think it would even be smart. The, they're the worst offensive line in the league, so I don't know what having putting a more inexperienced quarterback behind that is going to do. Be bangles all over again. Yeah. Bangles. But I think that's all about the draft. There was uh, some excitement after the draft, if you would like to hear about it. Uh-oh. This was uh, – they said this made the trip for them. It was entertaining. But they said they're kind of bummed with the trip until this point. I took them to Guy's Pizza. Oh, no. Which, that wasn't where the excitement was. Oh, I um, saw a murder or something. We thought we were going to. Um, <laughs> so, I think you would have been really let down if you were there. Because um, Derek's friend said it was good. But um, Derek and Colin both said it wasn't very good. It was like, they said it was, a, it was like a three out of eight. That would have been the fight. That would have been the, the murder right there. The sad part was they were well they were judging us before the pizza, but it was sad I got s'mores and they were so burnt. You remember how good the s'more things mm-hmm. were? They were like black and like hollow on the inside because they cooked them too long. Uh-oh. And then I got cinnamon sticks, which uh, I never had there, and they looked really good. But we had a whole conspiracy theory. We don't know what happened with them. Derek said they had salt on them, 
and then it the kept s'mores. Oh, the cinnamons. Yeah. Then just kept evolving because I saw this like yellow liquid next to it, and I was like, "Wait, is that?" They put garlic on it. Yeah, and when I went up to, they called my name, and I went up there, and I was like, "You said Casey?" Uh, yeah. What'd you have? And I told him, uh, "Okay, that's not it." And they put it to the side. I like, what the hell? And then they called me again, and then they gave it to me. So we're thinking maybe they did it wrong, and they just went back and. Um, fixed it up, so maybe they made garlic breadsticks, and then, oh, shit, put some cinnamon on there, and maybe throw some salt on there, and we don't know what happened to it, and then the s'mores, I don't, they just fucking misprepared those, but. It's the most Cleveland thing ever. Yeah. So, then where the fun started was, Derek's friend went to go to the bathroom, and, uh, he came back, and, dude, uh, I just opened the door, and there's definitely somebody in there, so I just left. And it was uh, just like a single-person bathroom. And I was like, yeah, I went in there. And the um, he's like, I don't know why you didn't lock the door. And I said, like, no, the door doesn't lock. I went in there. So that's why this guy's just sitting on the toilet and not Shit. able to lock it. Yeah. Um, what the fuck? But then it was like 20 minutes. And he's like, dude, what the hell? I need to go to the bathroom. So he went in. And he came back out. And he started talking to the worker. And Yeah, dude, there's a guy in there. He's just bleeding from his mouth. And, what the fuck? And, uh. Then this guy like, waddled out of the kitchen. <sighs> so it just seemed, it was, Fuck, you're talking about the most, cl- yeah. Well, no, the guy that oh. waddled out did. <laughs> you're talking about the most Cleveland thing ever. This guy was just like, oh, God, here we go, another Friday night. And uh, <laughs> he opened the door. <sighs> this guy's leaking blood. Is, anybody, is this any of your guys' guy? Uh, uh, no. <laughs> Sounds like the uh, cops kind of guy, though. Um, actually, ironically enough, the cops were there five minutes before that, and we also saw him go back there and open the door and then shut it. Whoa. And, uh. Cops don't give a shit. Uh, well, I think they probably did the same thing. They're, oh, shit, somebody's legs are in there and just shut it, because they probably just saw it was open. But we are talking about that. If the, oh, shit, their body just slammed it. <laughs> but then, uh, this dude came stumbling out, and, uh. The blood? Yeah. And he looked homeless. And I was guessing that's probably what happened. And uh, he's, like, falling over and came out. And the guy's like, you got to go. You got to go. And he's like, I just, I can't do it, man. I'm going to call the cops. You want to get out of here? And they got out. Man, they just jumped me, though, bro. Who jumped you? And this guy was black. The, the black guys, man, they jumped me. What like, the fuck? <laughs> All right, man, we got to go. No, I saw him. He started wandering away. <laughs> That's the last we saw. It was actually Johnny Menzel. (laughs) And uh, they said that's what made their trip. They said until then they were pretty bummed. Not the pizza, not the draft. Well, I would have taken their place. I would have had fun. (laughs) That's disrespectful. Yeah. I'm ashamed of them. I'm sorry. It's okay. I probably didn't do the story justice, and it was way more crazy if you were there, and the, the ongoing conspiracy about the breadsticks and the salt and the garlic. I can't do it justice, and Derek was, like, licking it, and then taste it. Kind of like you were doing this, but he was, like, actually concerned about what was happening with it. What's crazy is, like, after destroy or, uh, uh, what was Gladiators. It? Gladiators games. It was, that place was delicious. Oh, it was, and I still thought the pizza was really good. It's just, and I think the other stuff would have been good if it, they didn't 
cooked the s'mores too long and they didn't do whatever they do with the breadsticks. Well, next time you guys should just go to Detroit if they like that kind of stuff. <laughs> they would have loved, loved Detroit. <laughs> I think that's all I've been up to, though. I know it's a decent amount more than normal. But do you have anything that we forgot about from the weeks before? Nope. I forgot we are doing a podcast. Yeah, usually I don't talk that long with that kind of stuff. But I'd like to hear about the draft and the nonsense. Still very and my Uber Eats. About the draft. I know. We can go to Las Vegas next year for it. I'm, I'm down. Las but Vegas would be 100% fun down for the Broncos game. Oh, I really am too. Yeah, so text me some info. Okay. You, the only person I can think of is me. Jason. I feel like he wouldn't go, but if he does, I'm down. He's been to a bunch of games. Yeah, I just feel like he won't oh, now with the vid. Yeah, and the baby. That was what I was saying, but yeah, would Derek still go? Even though it's not, he doesn't care. Um, he might. He just likes being going to games, so maybe Ryan would hate it, but he'd probably go. He I think he would. Yeah, and he'd probably wear brown stuff just not to do it. <laughs> even though he says he likes the Broncos. I well, like the Broncos too. Yeah, we should do a split. No, don't. Or like a Broncos glove or something. No. So the things I forgot about from the weeks before, we're going to talk about relaxing games with uh, James' email. I totally meant to mention uh, Viva Pinata, which but is part we, of the... Sorry. Can we talk about it was not a better time to start watching the Broncos, though, in that year? Oh, yeah. The, that was a cool season, man. Yeah. It's fun to look back on. It's the last football game I watched with my dad, or my grandpa, too. Really? Yeah, the um, the Patriots game, the playoff game. Yeah, that was it. That was that was it. That's a good one. The Browns fan, yeah, he was a little out of it though, because uh, he just like broke. He's like, grab my hand. We got to pray for these football players. So then he said a prayer over the Broncos. Then they won the Super Bowl. So I, he was a diehard Browns fan, but who knows? Yeah. So, yeah, sorry, but that was a fun. I didn't know Von Miller and him were taking the first and second round. Yeah. That would made that game so much cooler. But good times, buddy. When they take Aaron Rodgers, they'll be back there. I don't think they're going to, but we'll see. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. But uh, I should have mentioned Viva Pinata, a fantastic rare game. The super relaxing part of the rare replay if you have game pass. And then I don't know if I mentioned it. I know I talked about watching the Imagineering story multiple times the documentary on disney plus i finished that can't remember if i said i finished it or not and i just want to say that for when we do our end of the year awards in case i have it in there so it doesn't look like i threw something in there i didn't actually finish okay but that was it do you have any corrections questions or feedback no no i got a couple so last episode if you watched it on youtube it was episode 63 and i totally put 64 on the graphic like when the video starts up because when I was editing it, I was doing notes for episode 64, setting in my mind, just transferring to that episode, even though that was the episode behind. And then if you listen on podcast services, I just realized when I started getting notes for this one that I never uploaded episode 63 on podcast format. So I'm going to do that after this episode. Well, I'll do it now, but when you're seeing this, it'll already be up. And then we have an email from... Question of the week here from James B. Let me get to it. I should have had it ready. Was that a good one? That was disgusting. I felt some power behind that boy. All right, so he says, how's it going, guys? It's going good, buddy. My question this week is a simpler one. <clears throat> is a simpler one. Do you have any go-to snacks while gaming? And if you do, what are they? 
One of mine has always been goldfish. Signed, Sasquatch. So you, sir? Uh, it's kind of just whatever's in the house. I always always need a pop, though. There always has to be one of those going. Yeah. Um, usually Mountain Dews. Um, you know, Mountain Dew Doritos, the, the stereotype. <laughs> usually whatever I have. I don't really care. I don't eat that much when I'm playing games. Hmm. But I will definitely eat a lot when I'm not playing games. That's weird because I definitely eat a shitload and drink even more when I'm playing games. And ironically enough, I hate Doritos and Mountain Dew is just okay to me like regular Mountain Dew. So I know that is a stereotype, but somehow I've kind of always just stayed away from it naturally. Um, I'm kind of like you. There's not things I get in particular. I feel like I do notice things I get more often, but I feel like that's just because I generally eat them, not because of video games. Goldfish is a, definitely a good one. That's an easy one. You can do while you're playing, and they're you delicious. Pour them in your mouth. Yep. That's what I was going to say. I feel like the go-tos are usually stuff that's easy to do like that. I, uh, a lot of times I'll eat the pretzel sticks, like the little rods of rolled gold. Those are fantastic. Um, little rods rolled. What's that again? The rolled gold, the little rods. Rolled rod. gold, little rods. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I do. That's it just a, sounds like a porn star name or something. That is terrible. I hope not. I don't think it's porn. I think it's something else. Um, <laughs> Cheez-Its are always good. Obviously, you see me stream games. Pizza is a common occurrence. But there doesn't anything, seem to be anything particular like I only do when I'm gaming. I feel, like I feel like a lot of people have that, but I don't think there's anything I can think of in particular that I do that with. We need to do that breakfast place again. Yeah. I had that the other day, actually. <sighs> so jealous. Sometimes they like think about it like... It's only like two minutes from here. We can even go there. But, um, yeah, I can't think of anything in particular. 24 maybe, hours? No. Oh. Maybe uh, Danielle will actually maybe notice more so what I tend to eat. I feel like I do it without even thinking. So I'm just like, oh, the game, and grab something and go. So maybe something that I know candy and fruit snacks are always, as you know, I think for me, as you can see, literally around here, pibs are pretty much a constant when I'm doing it as far as drinking. Um, it's funny James asked this though. I think uh, it was a giant bomb cast a couple weeks ago. Some podcast. Rip. Somebody, yeah, somebody wrote into uh, them and asked if they had anything that they line up with their gaming themes. Like they said, when they play Sea of Thieves, they always have rum with it. And yuck. And then they said another one. I was like, that's actually kind of funny. I wish I could think of ones that would line up with games like that like i don't want rum but if you do like that that is like the most generic perfect thing to have like a pirate they said another one that was clever but can't remember what it was i think it's a really funny idea that i never thought of yeah i can't think of any yeah so if you have any correction any corrections questions or feedback you can send to currentbackartist at gmail.com and thanks for the email james sorry again that i don't have the best answer for you but May Danielle will get a better one for us in the comments. And then we can get to news if you want, Guy. Let's do it. Start with Casey's news first because it's the least important. Here, quick, uh, Real quick, though, we do have a, um, an ad from our sponsor here real quick. Uh, make sure you go subscribe to uh, TikTards of TikTok. Um, if you use... Uh, the code uh, current backloggers when you subscribe to them you get a 10% discount just so everyone knows they made a thing on Facebook making fun of people and it's called tiktards of tiktok
I mean, it's just like, did she realize she wrote an ad for them? One of the comments says, like, dude, this might be your guys' new ad. You know what the crying sounds like? Uh, child neglect? Um, kind of. It sounds like a crying baby and lost. Okay, I can see that. Because we always comment on that. I know it's always a specific thing, but we all comment on that when we were watching it. All right. This one's from Polygon. This is C-Real <clears throat> from Casey here. Casey title. You've probably heard of the Pokemon card crisis. You've probably heard that the Pokemon card crisis is so dire, retailers like Target... I was laughing so hard when I read this last night. How you like this? <laughs> retailers like Target have instructed employees to consider... Please consider calling the... This is what you should call the cops on. Imagine that's what you get called there for. What do you do? Uh, don't buy... <coughs> What the fuck, dude? Considered calling the cops on scalpers. Perhaps you know about the McDonald's mass purchasing sprees by full-grown adults. Yeah, who would go buy those? Who are these full-grown adults? I almost took that part out there for you, but yeah, he'll probably find it funny. <laughs> who would who would go do that and record a YouTube video and upload it to YouTube? Uh, Cody Grove channel. Perhaps you know about the McDonald's mass purchasing sprees by full-grown adults that left many restaurants devoid of Happy Meals for actual children. <laughs> That's not true. I went back weeks later, and I was actually punching children. It sounds like you're, like, killing children the way they wrote this. But the fervor around collectible card games has spread out beyond big store, big box stores and chain restaurants and can now be witnesses even at cereal aisles of your grocery store. Ooh. In March, the Pokemon... Do not realize making this article also fuels it? You're part of the problem. In March, the Pokemon Company announced the partnership with General Mills that would pack in the set of three cards into cereals such as Golden Grams Tricks, Cocoa Puffs, Cinnamon Toast Crunch, and Lucky Charms. I just realized how ridiculous the, <laughs> the names of those things are. Uh, with 14 cards in total, each pack contains at least one holographic Pikachu collectible, and certain stores like Walmart got special distribution for monsters like Galarian Ponyta. <laughs> um, first of all... I've seen these at lots of grocery stores. There's no shortage of these. Yeah, they're pretty common. People are talking about it on Facebook. <coughs> it's like, man, these kind of, these things are kind of everywhere. Got plenty of options to grab those. You can probably guess what happened next, thanks to increased visibility of card collecting on social media, along with surge of grading services pricing out high value collectibles. <clears throat> Folks are practically camping out at stores just to get the latest Pokemon card shipments. Everyone wants to find the rare cards they can flip for thousands of dollars, just like they've seen in the news. Which is ironic, because this is news. Uh, not long after the promotion went into effect, videos online showcased the aftermath at stores in some places walking by the cereal aisles meant... meant looking at... walking by the cereal aisles meant looking at dozens of already opened boxes. This is not true. This is adding to the issue, trying to create fervor clicks i've seen them everywhere hmm. i've had no problem finding these cereal boxes i didn't know i just like to picture the like a tornado came through there and that sounds funny to me <laughs> there was a guy that stopped a cnn at one of these riots <coughs> and called them out on their shit you could tell they didn't know what to do it's like you guys are part of this problem you you create this it's shit like this is what Target calling the police on scalpers? What are the cops going to do? Meanwhile, Target's putting up murals of their stores getting burned down. Like, wow, this is powerful. 
Wait, where are the police at? Somebody, somebody's buying all of our products. Somebody purchased our things. Somebody called 911. They're, they're buying our stuff that we put for sale. Um, some stores appeared to get the cereal boxes earlier than the official announcement. Uh-oh. Folks also shared screenshots of scalpers reselling the packs for way more than the cereal. I Googled this after. eBay it? Not true at all. Hmm. Cereal boxes are like $9 on eBay. They're like $4 in the store. First of all, if that's what you're scalping, you got to really got to manage your time a little better. There's better <laughs> stuff you can be selling. Yeah. Um, was some buying entire pallets just to secure the merch? You're buying an entire pallet of this cereal that I'm seeing everywhere. That's great. <laughs> You've lost out on some investment. So I don't, I don't believe this article at all. This is all horse shit. Only thing I agree on here is the... Um, um, the grading services i hear they're super backed up and that was a big drive behind because people inflation's coming <coughs> especially if this spending spending thing goes through so the real rich guys are like they're treating this like gold uh before he was running ufc um logan paul and all them created this pokemon craze with investing in it and horse shit so i i didn't agree with that article twisted my jimmies i don't like that um, did you hear, <clears throat> this is another one I don't know if I believe, I'm sure you were all over it, the uh, Cinnamon Toast Crunch controversy a couple weeks ago. Did you hear about that? The the older taste? No, the shrimp. Oh, yeah, I remember that, yeah. <laughs> what do you think? Um, I did think the the thought process that somehow they got in there because of mice or something, bringing stuff into this the factory i could see that happening but isn't he married to someone really famous who the guy, the, the guy that started it um that started the conference you mean mm -hmm. i'm not sure um well, go ahead and talk about it because i'm gonna look up his wife yeah it was uh probably a few weeks ago even now it was uh i thought it was a girl to put out me as a guy put out pictures that they had of a cinnamon toast crunch they had and they contacted um general mills about it and they said that was just pieces of cinnamon toast crunch that um didn't get formed right and uh, now i have pictures of full shrimp in this box and started saying more pictures of dried up shrimp and mixing their cinnamon toast crunch <laughs> and i don't know maybe it's real that just seemed like yeah i figured it out what was it? That's Topanga's husband. Oh, is it? Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. To me, that just, it could be real, but that seemed like the kind of thing that somebody's doing for attention. Like, did you ever hear about that girl here in Central Ohio that um, she said she found a finger in her chili at Wendy's? I do remember that. And then it came out that she had a finger that from somebody that got amputated and saved it for that scenario. Yeah, I do remember this. So it seemed like that to me. Maybe it's possible. I don't know. That's also, if it is, I'm horrified because Cinnamon Toast Crunch is one of my favorite cereals. I can't imagine <laughs> chomping into a fucking shrimp. Um, but yeah, he's also a big-time producer and his wife's Topanga. Hmm. I don't think it'd be a money thing. No, I feel like it could be a publicity or attention thing, though, especially for somebody like him that I might be a big-time producer, but I feel like I definitely get you more well-known. But I don't know. Maybe it is real. I just... So what do you think mice are finding the shrimp and bringing it back into the... Because I don't know where you would, a mouse 
would find shrimp at. I don't know, man. I like think a in, bug or something makes sense. But so they've never fi- they've never solved this. I don't know. I they won't look too far into it. After I was, the memes were funny for a little bit, and it was interesting. But I don't know. I feel like the less I know, the better. Maybe. I don't yeah. think Danielle knows about this, so she's probably horrified too because it's one of my favorite cereals. But. It, it happened a couple months ago, didn't it? Maybe. I know it wasn't recent. Because it was just shrimp tails, so it yeah. was just their tails and like a little bit of trash in there. So my, that's the, like General Mills, shut the fuck up. That's the shrimp tail. Don't <laughs> deny that. That's actually a, that's a, the coating or sugary coating that's shaped just like a shrimp tail. String in there. See the string? So I feel like a mouse was just collecting shit, and it could have been out of the trash can. Somebody had shrimp for lunch, and the mouse was collecting shit, and somehow mice, they hoard things, and somehow they got mixed in. Someone was eating shrimp while they are working. I don't know. But General Mills, you need to shut the fuck up. That is a shrimp tail. Oh, it definitely is. I don't think that's part is arguable. I just don't know if that stuff is actually in the box of the only. It could have been. <laughs> Yep. Um, so it looks like uh, some funny memes coming out of it. Though. There's Oreo putting yeah. his, straight up putting a shrimp in there. Cookie. Um, I love shrimp, though. I actually just had shrimp for dinner. Would you want shrimp with your cinnamon toast crunch unexpectedly? Though? Not the tails. That's another thing I knew it had to come from the trash is because it was tails. Not the full shrimp. Yeah. All right. Our next story is... Um, let me uh, let me scroll down too far. Uh, from Eurogamer, more like Sacked Boy. More than six weeks after PlayStation first acknowledged issues with Little Big Planet servers, community content for various games and series remained largely inaccessible. This week, the official Little Big Planet Twitter noted was some fans had already spotted some connectivity uh, issues had briefly been wait. Some connectivity had briefly been possible over the past few days. PlayStation has not acknowledged the issue behind Little Big Planet's ongoing server downtime, though community members, speaking to Eurogamer for the report back in March, pinned the blame on sustained uh, DOS campaign orchestrated by a particular individual unhappy with Sony's treatment of the franchise. Server update. Some of you may have noticed that the servers have been online intermittently over the last week, PlayStation wrote. This is whilst we test the new security updates we put in place. Rest assured, we're still working on resuming the service fully as soon as we can. I hate this part. I almost knocked it out by looking there intentionally. Hashtag (laughs) save LBP. Hashtag save your store is what the hashtag should be. That's part of why I left it in there. Is that part coming from them? That seems weird. That's why it seemed like, though. I don't know. It seems like it's coming from somebody at Sony or me or Mar- Molecule. Why would you put hashtag save your game? Well, then he goes to talk about their website. It's already ridiculous. LBP.me, which went offline in November, also remains inaccessible. I think this could be a part of Sony's like plan to wind down all of this maintenance shit. That's why I was wondering. Corporations love saying, oh, we've been doxxed. That's what Did I thought, ask? but does this go into, um, what do you call it? Sackboy's Big Adventure, or is this just a little big planet? It looks like uh, it was a bunch of their servers for all their different games. Yeah, well, the, my question is if it's the Sackboy Big Adventure game, or whatever it's called, then I don't think that would be the case, because that game's brand new on PS5, so I don't think they'd wind that down. 
that service been down though too? That's what I was saying. Oh. Is, yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. Um, <clears throat> I just can't believe I didn't hear about this, and I know I haven't played for a while. I know that tons of people probably aren't playing it, but we hear about games that we thought went offline years ago, and Little Big Planet has three full games in the main series. So I can't believe that it's just been this little news about it. And we also last talk last week talked about playing Little Big Planet together. So. Yeah. I guess uh, hopefully we can do that. <laughs> uh, the next one's from GameSpot. I'm ready. The so-called metaverse is coming, at least if you ask Activision's Blizzard CEO, Bobby Kotick. That's how you say that, right? Yeah, Bobby Kotick. Uh, Bobby Cody. He told... That's my dad's name, Bobby. Oh. My name's Cody. Bobby Cody. My name is Ryan. Uh, he told GamesBeat in a new interview that he believes that thanks to advancements to AR and VR, along with local processing power distributed processing through cloud, a legitimate Ready Player One-like metaverse might be here before you know it. Think back to the 70s and early 80s. People like Ted Nelson were articulating a vision for a metaverse. Alan Kay, who was it? Xerox pa- Paleo Alto research center and then that's the nerdiest thing i've ever said in my life and then became chief scientist at atari he was looking for a peer-reviewed study uh, had the project called vivarium in the early 1980s that was the beginning of the idea of a living breathing simulation where you would have both ability to of user-generated content and professionally produced content and that you would have this extremely rich simulation experience that you could live, play, and potentially even mate. Oh, and my mate it. part. He totally jumped over porn side <laughs> somewhere. Uh, oh, Kotick, so he didn't say that. No, he didn't no, say that. I, was like, I don't know how I would miss that. Uh, Kotick explained for Kotick, he believes one of the most important aspects of the metaverse will be the continuous social connection that it could deliver to get their advancement to AR and VR. Over the next decade, along with older growth in processing power, will allow for genuine metaverse to can come about. Quotes, I think we're starting to get much closer to the idea of an actual metaverse where you have what is the most important thing in my view. This continuous social connection. But when think about what will happen when AR and VR over the next 10 years in local processing power and distributed processing capabilities, this is the nerdiest fucking thing I've ever read in the show. Uh, in the form of streaming, we're going to get a place for that original vision that Neil Stephenson had in Snow Crash or what you see in Ready Player One is going to start to materialize with something that is very real, he said. I think we're really rapidly processing towards that as a legitimate mass market experience. Dude, that guy is so full of himself. <laughs> uh, Activision Blizzard is not alone in that belief that a metaverse is coming. Fortnite developer, you know what this scares me? Activision and Epic. Tencent. They're both of them. Both of them have Chinese money. Is looking to create a metaverse so we can escape the future that is rapidly dominated by a Chinese government that hates freedom. More than a dollar, uh, more than a dollar, raising more than a billion, including 200 million from PlayStation uh, to create a metaverse. Why don't you, uh, why don't you say how much of Chinese money is in this? As such a metaverse will be used to escape the horrors of World War III as the Chinese invade your homes and kill you. 
Just be fun thing to use for video games, he said. That's a weird thing to say after mentioning World War Three. Um, um I uh I can see where he's he's right, but there's a lot of bullshit in there. Yeah, I don't know if um well I think it will get there at some point. I think it's only a matter of time, even if it's years and years from now. But there is a lot of nonsense and a lot of uh hype in there. Mm-hmm. But that is what I feel like always always imagined with VR is what you see in Ready Player One. And as as cool as some VR is, there's obviously nothing like Ready Player One, not even close to it. And if anything ever came out like that, even if it's not a multiverse where you have all these properties coming together, which would yeah. be awesome. But something like living and breathing like that, I mean it'd be like every like all of us dream about VR, what you see in Ready Player One. So I feel like it's a matter of time, not if, but I think Unfortunately, it could be a long ways away for something like that. Yeah. But I hope it's sooner than later. I like to he's added something in, too. He's like, escape the, the horrors of reality. It's not that re- fucking crazy outside yet. Uh, the next one's from IGN. The possibilities are infinite. You wrote that one, didn't you? I wrote all of these so far. Beautiful. Thank you. I was trying to get you when I did them. Oh, I'm glad you do them. Um... Microsoft has announced that Halo Infinite will support multiplayer crossplay and cross progression across PC on Microsoft Store and Steam, Xbox One, and Xbox Series X. Just, I'm I'm happy that we yeah. can jump around. Um, I like that. Announced on Xbox Wire, the move is being pitched by Microsoft as a way of building communities around games, not devices. Kind of weird when you sell the device, but all right. And we'll. See customization and game progress follow you across all platformers as well as let you play with anyone on any available platform. AKA we're doing what Epic's been doing forever. As previously confirmed, multiplayer and Halo Infinite will be free to play. This is good, man. This is good. Renaissance of Halo. I hope so. Yeah, this is uh Is there more to it? Yeah. Okay. Microsoft has also revealed that the game will come with some popular PC features, including ultra-wide, super-wide, ultra-wide screen support, triple keybinds, and advanced... These are some nerdy-ass shit on here, man. I only added one thing in there, too. Let's, let's try this again. Including ultra-wide and super-ultra-wide screen support, triple keybindings. I like, like hearing you drink, like, drink some Pepsi while we're saying these things, too. This really adds the nerdiness to it. Triple keybinds and advanced graphic options and more. But yeah, I'm excited. Me too. I, yeah, I don't think it's revolutionary. I feel like this is kind of expected. But I feel like the fact they confirmed it is a, makes me more excited and be able to jump around, especially because we get it on Game Pass Ultimate. We'll get it on both of them. Mm-hmm. And on xCloud, I'm assuming. Or Game Streaming, as they call it now. I guess it's not xCloud anymore. And then... All the stuff we talked about with PC, I feel like that's what you want to play it on. All that stuff's exciting, but for me, that was that kind of goes over my head for me. Uh, I hate this next article, except for um, I love Bobby Lee. Listen to his podcast a lot, mm-hmm. so I'm excited about this next article. Oh. Besides that, <laughs> I couldn't give a shit. I was trying to Speaking of nerdy stuff, here we go. Um, <laughs> this one's from IGN. Uh, Casey's title is "This One Is for You, Ryan." <laughs> Oh, she was here to read it, so I didn't have to. <laughs> oh, here you go. Deep breath. Um, <coughs> Borderlands, the movie, rounded out its cast with a slew of announcements today. I feel like they do this every week. <laughs> Highlighted by... Next, when we start naming cameramen. 
uh, highlighted by Gina Jurgensen and Cheyenne Jackson. That's definitely important names. Gina Jurgensen and Cheyenne Jackson in Backdoor Sluts 2 this summer. How many cocks? Uh, Lionsgate revealed that Jer- Jerson, or is it Jerson? Jackson Charles Balboa. I don't know what the fuck that name is. Babaloa? <laughs> Charles Babaloa? What is that name? And Benjamin Byron Davis. Most ridiculous names ever. And they just found the whitest man, Benjamin Davis. It makes me think of Lost. That's what I was thinking. Uh, Stephen Boyer and Ryan Redman will be joining the cast of Borderlands. Bobby Lee will also be introduced in the new role of Larry. What a I'm name. Excited. I love Bobby Lee. I'm happy for him. Um, wait till they get a hold of some of those episodes of his podcast, though. So yeah. Cancel them right out of the series. Uh, they will join a large cast that includes Kate Blanchett, Kevin Hart, Jack Black, Jamie Lee Curtis, and a slew of familiar names. Uh, Eli Roth is set to direct the new film. In addition to announcing the new additions to the cast, uh, in addition to announcing <laughs> the new additions to the cast, Lionsgate also revealed their roles. Gerson will take on the role of Moxie, who is one of the most popular cosplaying subjects of Borderland fans. Jackson, meanwhile, will play Jacobs, who is Pandora's idea of a refined gentleman. In the films, Jacobs is about getting, uh, is about to get married to Hammerlock, who is played by Bababaloa. Bababaloa. I think that's how you say that. I, the more I hear about this movie, the less I want to watch it. This is going to be crude adult humor. It's going to be Deadpool 2.0. As for Boyer and Redmond, they will play Scooter and Ellie, respectively, who runs a scrapyard on Pandora. Davis will step into the role of an arms dealer named Marcus, while Lee will play the soldier from Lowland's former unit, a new addition to the Borderlands universe. Borderlands movie has been in development since at least 2015. I, oh, this is also... How long I've been reading this article. Um, Roth was revealed to be the director early last year, and development has continued uh, apace since then. It will aim to adapt the extremely popular series of games for film with Lilith, that's played by Blanchett, forming an alliance with an unexpected team that includes Tiny Tina, that's played by Ariana Greenblatt, and the host of other misfits. Black will play Claptrack. Claptrap. Oh, my God. Borderlands movie does not have a release date yet. Yeah, but they, they can't wait to tell you who the fucking <laughs> cameraman is. The lighting. That's what makes me most excited. It doesn't have a release date. So, the scissors rounds out the cast. I guarantee it doesn't. And we're going to get another update. So, and I, I think these updates are the best because... Every time they announce a new one, they throw all the other ones that we've already announced in there. Yeah. So it's like a recap of recaps, Holy shit. which is kind of fitting for the editions of editions. Um, I'm tired of hearing about this movie, especially how smug they are about it. I mean, we got to get our fans what, and uh, guest co-hosts what they want. Ryan's upset when I don't include him in there, so I wasn't going to miss it, you know? That's right, And man. they say it's the last one. I don't believe it, but we'll see. This next one's from IGN. More like Fall Guys Ultimate Delay. Good one, Casey. <laughs> Fall Guys Ultimate Knockout has been delayed on Switch and Xbox. I didn't even know it was coming to those consoles. Um, and we'll let the team add features like crossplay. Oh, wait. It's been delayed, and this will give extra time to cross crossplay. 
which I think is very needed for that game. Mm-hmm. Media Tonic announced the news in their blog update, sharing that with so many new opportunities now in our hands, we realize that our previously announced summer 2021 Switch and Xbox release schedule is unfortunately just too soon for us to include all the tasty new features we're working on. Uh, the team promises the wait. I don't like how to use tasty. <laughs> it was not fucking needed, dude. The team promises that the wait will be worth it, and that this delay will let them add features like crossplay, meaning that we know what crossplay is. <laughs> Good thing you explained that. In harmony with their pals, regardless of the platform of choice. In addition to platforms, Mediatonic continues its work on the new seasonal content releases, fresh shows, costumes, rounds, and much more. The upcoming season 4.5 update is part of this plan and will include two fiendish new... <laughs> Shut up. Fall fashion options. I used to joke that video games are just a, a fashion show now. Fashion show, the video game. Costumes. <clears throat> I didn't know it was coming to those consoles, but I'm happy they're coming. Crossplay should be a big thing. Stop saying tasty. Stop saying fall fashion options. I don't like that. Yeah, I didn't know it was coming to those consoles. I didn't. I feel like this delay announcement was uh, kind of delayed itself. I feel like they've been supposed to be out for a little bit. But um, yeah, I think crossplay is definitely needed. I haven't played it for a while, but I've heard it's dropped off. Um, and I think this could definitely get people back. And I feel like there's a lot of people who want to play it that can't on Switch and Xbox. So I think crossplay will help a lot. Did it say if PC is included in that? It's already on PC. But crossplay? Oh, I'd imagine. Because that would definitely amplify it a lot. Um, so, I don't really care if it's delayed personally, because I already have it and I wouldn't get on either of those. But I'm sure it's a bummer if you're looking forward to it. But I think that the uh, crossplay is the biggest news there, and I think it's good news. I also wouldn't be surprised if this comes to Game Pass. I was already on PlayStation Plus, and I think that would definitely boost it big time if they could get it to Game Pass, even if it's not at launch. I think it'll be on there at some point. Yeah. <clears throat> and, uh... I just think with those uh, fall fashion lines, uh, it could get real tasty. Yep, definitely. And with those fiendish new rounds. <laughs> yeah, like an E3 presentation. <laughs> I can only hope. <clears throat> this one's from The Verge. I think we should talk. Good thing we're on a podcast, buddy. Mm-hmm. We're talking up. This kind of surprised me. I didn't expect this. I can't remember what my dumb headline was. Oh, I, yeah, I, did. I was surprised by this, too. Now? Mm-hmm. PlayStation is now partnering partnering with Discord, the popular online communication service, with a promise to bring the Discord and PlayStation experience closer together in console and mobile starting next year. Details on what that would actually entail are slim, and Sony's announcement just says that the two companies are hard at work connecting Discord with their social gaming experience on PlayStation Network. What are they doing about their fiendish fall fashions? Whether this means a full-fledged Discord app coming to PlayStation consoles or a more limited integration like connecting PSN and Discord accounts to more easily chat with your friends off-platform, yet has to be announced. I don't understand all these partnerships with Discord because they already have what Discord has. You know Um, what I'm saying? Like PlayStation, you have a chat service. Why don't you make your chat service better? Like, this partnership only makes sense if, if you completely remove yours and integrate Discord that way. I don't know. To me, it makes sense. You know, I'm not a big Discord guy. Quite the opposite. 
But I always thought it was weird that even if Xbox didn't buy Discord, like I said, I think it's weird that Discord isn't just on there as like an app from all the systems. Yeah. As another option. Because I feel like what makes it different than PSN is how kind of cross-play you could use it. Like if you're on PC, I could still talk to you while I'm yeah. on my PlayStation. <clears throat> I don't know. Nice. They might put restrictions on that, which would kind of take, then I think the argument makes a lot more sense about why I have it on there. But I feel like that's what it is and a lot of features that PlayStation doesn't have. That Discord already has, so they don't have to spend all the infra- infrastructure and money to build it up themselves. Uh, you also, it also has in here that Sony is investing an unspecified amount of money into Discord as part of the Series H investment round as a minority investor. Yeah, I think uh, you're probably surprised the same reason I was that just weeks ago there was talk of Microsoft buying the entire company. For $10 billion. Yeah. No. As the owner. $10 billion? See ya. Yeah. I'll be in Puerto Rico avoiding taxes. Um, From Game Rant, more like limitless run games. Um, This got me excited. I thought it would. Because I've been following this premise <coughs> and following what the owner said about this for, I don't know, since like the early days the first time I went to PAX was the first time I started Googling it and the, the issue with it was well I guess I'll read it first right yeah, go for it Limit run, Limited Run Games has announced <laughs> it has entered an official partnership with Xbox round of applause uh, the new relationship between the new companies should see the production of physical versions and collector's editions of video games that don't otherwise exist in the physical realm Cuphead Cuphead so overdue for a physical release uh, Limited Run Games is a publisher specializing in release of digital video games on physical media with Indian retro style titles as the biggest focus. Um, it just goes on to talk about their newly announced uh, collector's editions. Right now, as you're hearing this, I'm trying to avoid it, but I want to go get it. They did a PS4 release of... Um, of Damn, we just talked about it on here. On this episode? No, um, on the show. I got a spare copy of it. I was going to give it to you. Um, the Clone Commandos. Oh, Republic Commando? Republic Commando. Yeah, so right now they have one up there. It was so hard not to buy it. Um, uh, Limited Run Games co-founder Douglas Bogart and Josh Fairhurst recently spoke on a podcast about the apparent lack of Xbox titles com- companies produced. There's not a lack. There was one. And that was bad yeah. It's been partnered with Xbox since last year, but the paperwork logistics have taken longer than expected the amount of time because Xbox wants us to do certain things first. The company hopes whatever that means. The company hopes to get everything sorted out sooner than later so they can really start going full steam ahead with Xbox soon. Uh it's weird that Xbox wasn't included during the releases from Bethesda and Double Fine. I think those were before Microsoft owned them though. I don't know. I'll have to look again. Maybe not. I'm trying to quickly think in my mind. Maybe they were owned by Microsoft at the time. But yeah, it is weird to think about. They weren't released on Xbox. Yeah. But I mean, it's one of those things that happened so recently that had to be figured out before they were mm-hmm. purchased. As cloud gaming and other similar... I love this part. As cloud gaming and other similar service continue to rise in accessibility and popularity, so does the percentage of strictly digital game ownership. However, just as there is a steadfast music community of those who prefer vinyl over digital... Part of the gaming community's desire for physical media remains as strong as ever. 
In fact, Limited Games just celebrated an impressive sale milestone earlier this year of over 2.5 million physical games sold, proving physical game merch is still viable in a desirable format. So the reason Xbox hasn't been on limit, limited run games from, from the early days of me investigating this is because Xbox is a very strict... If you want to release something physical on Xbox's console, you have to order a certain amount of copies. And it's way more... I don't even know if Vita, or, uh, Vita PlayStation, or Nintendo stuff, there was even a limit you needed. But Xbox required you ordering a certain amount, and it was a large amount, more than they were willing to gamble with. So that was their biggest thing holding them back, so I'm sure that's what they're trying to figure out. Mm-hmm. It's kind of scary, though. It's always said whenever this happens... Whenever Xbox moves over to limit, limited run of games, I would like to get everything they have. They've only done one before, and it was Jumanji, and their workaround was it was a collector's edition of Jumanji. Don't think it worked out too well for them, because limited run games, they keep a very organized list of everything they've ever sold on their website since the beginning, and that's not there. So yeah, I think they're they didn't go so hot, but it's a Jumanji collector's edition, and somehow I managed to snag a copy. I think on average there's maybe a couple up on eBay at a time, and they don't sell that that well. So I'm kind of I'm excited and nervous because I could see like initially being like the Mebos thing where I buy them all, mm-hmm. like it burned out, and then I stopped buying them. Um. But yeah, I want to see some cool, some vintage Xbox stuff. Packaging, they've done some cool stuff like that. Mm. Maybe like a a Halo release. (coughs) Halo's Collector's Edition. Um, Cuphead, I think, is a big one that's way overdue for a physical release. Maybe a a cool, like, PC Collector's Edition of Minecraft, (laughs) but it looks like a a PC game from the 80s or something. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, I'm excited about that. I'm glad they're working it out. Surprised Xbox seems pretty easy to work with. I'm surprised it hasn't been worked out already. Yeah, but I know it has so. a lot to do with that printing. You need a certain amount of copies. I forget how many it is, but it's a lot. Hmm. But yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. Um. Obviously, I'll judge it by if they do something like Halo or something. I'm sure I get more interested. Find your dad more up your alley. That's what I put in there. I'm glad you did because when I was reading this morning at work, I got really excited. I was like, I didn't even hear about this. And that's something I've been waiting for for five years. This marks five years since we went to PAX the first time. That's nuts. What the fuck is time? I know. That's half a that's decade. That's why when you ask about the Broncos Super Bowl, people probably think I'm not a real fan, but I could tell you. 99 and 98 when they went to the Super Bowl. Like some years, they're farther back, just sticking my head. But past two decades, just kind of blend together, which yeah. is nuts that two decades blend together. But <laughs> it's definitely true. Yeah. All right. The next one uh, is from GameSpot, which is kind of funny. This is from GameSpot. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> this new story is definitely a. You want to do it? You want to say it? Giant bomb. <laughs> Alex Navarro, Brad Shoemaker, and Vinny Caravella. Car- 
Caravella, you had Caravella. Yeah. Have announced they are leaving Giant Bomb. The announcement was made during a live recording of the Giant Bomb's podcast, where the trio confirmed that May 7th will be their last day at the company. Giant Bomb was established by former members of GameSpot. So meta. Uh, and alongside Jeff Gersman, my boy Jeff, he's technically the owner, right? Yeah. Um, he seems genuine. I feel like we'd be friends. Yeah. yeah I, think he, I think we would get along. I feel you. I like him. And Ryan Davis, which is the whitest name in the world, and Brad and Vinny were founding members of the website. Alex, who worked alongside others at GameSpot, joined... Sometime later, having initially founded Screened, a website dedicated to movies and TV. In a statement, Giant Bob's founder, Gersman, said, I'm trying to read this in his voice. I can't. I've spent a lot of time. See, I can't do it. No. He's got a very specific voice. Um, You're not talking about Brad, are you? He's the one with the super deep voice. No, 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 no. Oh, okay. Gersman, it's like a high pitch. Yeah. Low. It somehow is low and high at the same time. say your sound deeper. That's why I didn't know. Very nerdy, too. I love them. I spent a lot uh, last year thinking about what's next for Giant Bomb, and most of those roads lead to full-on rethink of what it means to be a website about video games in 2021. While I certainly would have loved to solve these challenges with my longtime friends and coworkers by my side, it just wasn't meant to be. I wish Vinny, Alex, and... I feel like this is the same, like if Ryan ever decided to stop being our friends, he would definitely send us an email like this. I've decided it's not meant to be. For a long time now, I've, my animosity for Casey has grown. The thoughts of strangling him just over, overwhelm me. Every time he doesn't give a cast an update on Borderlands. <laughs> I thought he'd be concerned because in the documentary, um, I put everything in alphabetical order. And I think that oh, put him God. at the bottom of the list. You probably shouldn't have said that me you didn't notice. Uh-oh. I probably shouldn't have. I'll I didn't edit that out. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, we have pretty exciting opportunities to broaden our horizons, rethink every facet of our operation, and get to a place where we're uh, truly able to build that bomb all over again. Uh-oh. Someone called the ATF. Uh, Waco 2.0. Or die trying. Or die trying. Damn, ATF really needs to check them out. Speaking of the future of the site, the Giant Bomb team as a whole said there's a collective vision for what the future of Giant Bomb is, and it involves both familiar and new faces. We're already in the talks with creators so that we can begin next. We can begin the next chapter. We're fully aware that this marks a big change, and we're using this opportunity to rethink what this website is. It's a chance to introduce new personalities from different backgrounds and explore categories and topics that we've never have before. Does that scream more hiring minorities or what? Did that did, did that vibe with you like that? It sounds like a. Um, I, I was gonna say I hope not, but then we'd be canceled. I hope not, just the in the sense that we should be hiring the best people. So I hope not. If that's what they are, then I don't care. Yeah. But they're qualified. It just scared me with the cold coke thing. I'm sure you, it's yeah. the coke thing. Um, your brother just said I thought Casey went on vacation. Uh, the news, unsurprisingly, has sent a ripple around the game industry. Giant Bomb is a website, and then the team makes it up beloved by many. What? Oh, the team that makes it up is beloved by many. The site was also a driving force behind personality-driven content, and also in many ways. Oh, I know who they need to add to their cast. Oh, God. I just found them yesterday. I've been... Um, is this how you spell it? Yeah, it's G-O-T-H-I-X, Gothics. 
political slash gamer. Never heard of him. Ooh. It's a her. Oh, sorry. Um, okay, so that's gonna be hard to move on from, but all right. Um, during the podcast where the departures were announced, Jeff said that those who are premium subscribers on Giant Bomb will have their membership extended through May as the remaining members take the time to rethink some content and implement new ideas. Recently, longtime CNET staff member and Giant Beast cast co host Jeff Bacalar. Yep, joint. You know what the worst part is? I've heard these names plenty of times, but... That's why I know most of them. Um, but this is... Just reading, it's really throwing me off. Yeah. Join the games team to work close with Giant Bomb and GameSpot. In his new position, he is leading content sh- strategy and development as well as partnerships. Um, I'm excited. I'm sad they're leaving, but I'm excited that they're revamping stuff. I think they're kind of overdue for that. Um, I think their website and their premium service, I love them, but I think it's kind of archaic, kind of convoluted and doesn't make sense sometimes. Um, I have mixed feelings. Uh, definitely, biggest one is bummed. Not bombed, but bummed. Um, I was just looking when I actually started listening to Giant Bombcast, mm-hmm. and I guess I've been listening for a long-ass time because I started in... Uh, Chris, literally Christmas Eve. I remember what's the first one of 2009, and they started in 2008. So I've been doing it for 12 years now, which is fucking terrifying to think about. <laughs> um, and the podcast I found because like I said I started listening to podcasts, um, not to be a hipster, but before a lot of people, I was literally listening to it on uh, my computer because I didn't have an iPad or a iPod, not iPad. So. I was listening on there, and everybody, I told you that. Everybody's like, why would you listen to that? It's just like the radio, but you could listen to that anytime. <laughs> and uh, that's how I found them, because I love video game podcasts. And um, I was like, what the hell is Giant Bomb? Why is that coming up on a video game one? Or on a podcast for video games? But then I listened to it, and I instantly fell in love with it, and I found their website because of that. And their website is really unique at the time. I think they touched on it in that article but uh it is kind of behind the times now but at the time there was nothing like it it was kind of especially for a big web well seemed like a big website there was like six people working the whole entire site like the background and the personalities and everything which is super small for what they were doing and you could tell too because they know a lot about the equipment yeah and they're like talking about something breaking they're like oh the ftu five six today broke and you're like (laughs) fuck do you know that it's like probably because they're they're doing it yeah they're buying the equipment running equipment they're producing so it was really professionally done but cool because you can do it was just like a a group of friends that were close and kind of like rebels in the game industry right here buddy we're gonna take over where they left off that's right um rebels. and there was obviously youtube personalities before that but it wasn't a big thing and not common and i feel like they did that on a higher scale on like a mainstream what became a mainstream video give website and i feel like that's uh what's been kind of going away lately it's not even that i think it's behind the times i feel like they kind of lost a lot of that i think it started when i told you um the other founder ryan davis when he passed away and 
I feel like that they were all such close friends and they left GameSpot together to start this. I feel like I'm sure that was super hard and hard to keep together and keep things normal. I feel like I told you, if you go back and listen to those old ones, I'd never heard um, such great chemistry between, especially that many people. When you get more than two people on podcasts, they usually talk over each other and um, start arguing. Even when they're talking over each other, they just gel together so well. And it would be weird going back and listening to those and they'd be dated, but you should do it. They just, they mesh together so well. It's and, cancer, right? Um, no, it was uh, sleep apnea. He was super overweight. and oh, no. um, But uh, I think it was a heart attack because of the sleep apnea and him being so overweight. Why do I think cancer? I don't know. I think you've told me this story before, too. Because that's how I know about this because of you. Yeah. And I think you, you talk about liking Jeff, I think. Ryan, I think you've been fucking fell in love with him. And uh, that was one of my biggest regret from PAX. I saw literally every one of them on the show for. And I was like, oh, shit, I should get a picture. And then it started splitting up. I just started walking different ways. And I was like, oh, I should get him. And I was like, ah, I'm sure I'll see him again. And that was when he was still alive, too. And I could have had the entire crew. And now the crew's splitting up after that, obviously. Um, the podcast, I haven't finished it yet, but. Uh, I started watching it because it's on video as well now. And I don't know how to feel about it. It's weird because I don't think it's like a kind of funny thing where they're getting kicked out because they all seem like they're getting along really well and Jeff's on there talking with them. But it also doesn't seem like they're fired or laid off the way they're talking. But then none of them talk about like what they're doing next or if they're all doing something together because I feel like it's weird that you all leave at the same time if you're not working on something together. And yeah. I hope they are because um, part of why I still like Giant Bomb and I like some of the people that have came in and out that weren't the original crew. I've actually grown to like some of them a lot. But Where did Giant Bomb come from? Like the name. Yeah. Um, they have a very funny, you'd probably like it a lot. Their first videos were them uh, creating a video game website and it's called Making a Bomb. And they said they um, had some illegal troubles with putting videos on wine called making a bomb <laughs> and uh it's them uh talking about the name of the website and creating it and how to build up a website from the beginning but they uh just said that they thought that was a a cool fitting name for it and i don't i'm sure they have more of an answer i can't remember exactly now but you should go back and watch them they're super interesting because you don't really see the behind the scenes stuff like that from like the beginning of a company like this yeah that'd be cool but I actually have been liking the Giant Beast cast a lot more lately. I think that's part of it because three of the original people on the Giant Bomb cast are on the Beast cast now. I don't know how much you listen to that, but Vinny, I think you would like a lot. He used to be really? on the Bomb cast. Oh, I think you like him a lot. He seems he seems like super cool and down to earth and gets everything. But also, he is a dad. But he also just always seemed like a dad, like that kind of humor. But not out of touch, so it was really funny seeing somebody that... Out of touch. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I think, even though I think it lost a lot of chemistry, I did think it was funny having the Giant Bees cast and the Bomb cast, and one was on in New York and one was in California. So they made, like, a fake rivalry, even though they're friends and companies, and work in the same company. They have, like, the East versus the West, and made, like, a competition, which I thought was funny. But like I said, I think... The chemistry just kept getting farther and farther apart. Kind of like so, this show. I don't think so. Oof. 
So I'm curious to see mainly actually what they do because Giant Bomb seems to continue in some way, even if they don't. There's debate if they're going to call Giant Bomb, which I hope it is because I think it's an awesome name. And I love the logo and because I've been around it for so long now. But I'm curious to see what the other ones do to the left. I hope they do something that is public facing because I love hearing their opinions and them on podcast. And then I'm curious to see what Giant Bomb turns into because I do like Jeff as well. So it is a little exciting for me, but I more. I think you should a downer. for the show. You think so? Yeah. <laughs> With the tigers. They keep staring at your tigers. Would that be the selling point? Mm hmm. Like, listen, I got a tiger shirt and I don't have sleep apnea. I don't think that would be a good start. I think it would be. I know this is a weird one putting there. We don't usually talk about stuff like that, but we've mentioned Giant Bomb on here multiple times, and you know how much, how long I followed them. You're the and reason I listened to them. Yeah, I wish you could have heard the old episodes because. I think you would have fucking fell in love with them like crazy. I think you kind of got a small taste of that pack. You could tell that you wanted to watch it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like you could sense the difference between that one and the other podcast. Because they did the hot dog thing, too. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think some of you guys said you didn't like it because it seemed super scripted and dumb. I think you said you thought that at the time, but then you realized that was their kind of humor. Mm-hmm. You can tell the difference between that podcast and others if you go watch them. Also, I was like, I hadn't slept in like fucking 48 hours. <laughs> I think if somebody would get, I remember Cabal waking up in like in the middle of that, right? <laughs> oh, yes, please. I will I will take one. And then he got it. And he was like, this is cold. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> he didn't realize it was a joke. Like, he just woke up and was like, oh, free food. And then Ryan's literally like, fuck. I think you have a photo of Ryan sleeping during that. We had to go through our PAX photos again. Five yeah. years ago. Half a decade, by the way. Which is crazy. They've been around 13 years, so almost half their existence. Almost. It's all crazy. I think the cancer thing was from uh, Mr. Portillo. Mr. Portillo? Yeah. Oh, from Greg Miller. Greg Miller's cancer. I got, I, my mind went to Dick Portillo. I was like, I don't know what the hell we're talking about anymore. I saw his uh, boat. Yeah, that's why I thought you were referencing that. Oh. I was like, I don't know. <laughs> How you got to that point? I should know you're talking about Greg Miller. Yeah, he has cancer or had it. I guess it's gone now. For now. All right, my news. I you had the most news, and I also had the most news I ever had too. <laughs> we'll combine two of these real quick. Uh, okay. A guy found a Castlevania game that was used. Um, it was they considered it lost, but he found the demo of it. It's called Castlevania um, Resurrection, which is kind of funny. But uh, he found the E3 demo that was given to. Oh yeah, people, and you can now go play it. And then huh. another guy is making. Um, this is from the Biohazard Declassified website. The whole podcast and website dedicated to Resident Evil. <coughs> oh, Jesus. I tried to do your thing with the titles. You ready? Okay. The dead returns from the grave. What do you think? Pretty good. Thanks, buddy. I had um, to try pretty hard in some of mine. I'm not gonna lie. I'm gonna keep trying to do it, but some are gonna get forced in real bad. I know it. I'm excited. Um. So essentially, he's making a. Uh, he's updating the original Resident Evil, and he's going to keep adding new stuff mm. as time goes on to make it a more playable game. Um, he changed some camera angles. Um, a training and advanced mode were added. Training modes was a slightly easier game, which helped new players to the series with weaker enemies and double ammo. Advanced mode completely flipped the game on its head with different item, enemy, and ammo ammo locations. Uh, Let's see here. Oh, wait, wait, wait. That's from 
I think a Capcom update. I can't remember now. Sorry. The things he definitely did was replacing the orchestrated and controversial BGM with the one present in both original release and the first director's cut print. There's basic, There's no reason for you to, to know all this, but <laughs> he switched out little minute, tiny different things to get back to the more original. Um, the way that the he, I'm guessing the original creators would have wanted the game to play. But with this and the Castlevania thing, man, it gets me kind of, I want to start emulating games. Really? It's going to save me a lot of money, too. And I was looking in these 4K, like, up-reses, and these communities are so alive and updating. I'm starting to think emulation's better than playing on the original hardware. It's just those two stories got me excited, and I'm going to, I think when I get my new PC, I'm going to keep a, and God, vid- retro video games are getting so expensive. So you would stop getting physical ones, you mean, or you're going to keep trying to do that? or As of right, I just can't. It, I want to get property at some point, so I need to chill the fuck out, start saving some more money and working towards that. Mm-hmm. So I feel like this is a good outlet for it. I have a good opportunity for you. It's called Uber Eats, <laughs> and I can recommend you, and you can give me money, I can get you money. Look at that. Look at that. It's uh, I made a hundred dollars in one night. Did I tell you that? Five hours. Wow! Sign me up right now. It's not even um, they didn't even take taxes. They just don't want your taxes at that service. Nice, dude. So you don't have to pay taxes. Nope. It's, it's a good loophole. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I don't know. It's just getting me kind of in that that mode to, because man, some of these games in 4K look so nice. Yeah, I've thought about emulation before multiple times. I've even had uh, tried it a couple times. It's just always been so janky and unreliable for me. I'm sure that's not how they all are, but yeah, even the ones some of our friends have showed us. And uh, yeah, it's so easy. You just open this file and do this, and then it doesn't work. And when this end looks so much more frustrating and fun to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, stuff that there's a so before I get like too crazy into, it, I want to keep experimenting with it and make sure it's good to go. Yeah, oh, I'm sure there's good ways to do. It. I just for me, I haven't seen much. Uh, this is really not, I guess, kind of news, but it's not from an article. Um, May the 4th, uh, doing a spinoff of the Clones, Clone Wars called uh, Bad Batch. I got that on what I've been watching, actually. Oh, really? Yep. Um, so they're, the Bad Batch is definitely uh, one of my favorite characters mm-hmm. and stories from the Clone Wars. Which is also, I guess, generally speaking, probably some of my favorite characters from all of Star Wars. Because I think Clone Wars is some of the best Star Wars. Is the best Star Wars. Um, their story, or at least how I remember it um, from the, the original series, Clone Wars, is that after a... They, spoiler alert, if you haven't watched episode two of Star Wars. When Mace Windu cuts Jango's head's head off, they can't copy the DNA, his DNA anymore. So as they're making more clones, the DNA they have is getting shittier and shittier. Um, and they were speeding up the clone-making process, <clears throat> process, and the clones were getting shittier. So these guys, this group was a um, bad batch. They weren't mm. the... Yeah, see? Um, I wouldn't say they had low motivation, but they kind of realized, like, why are we fighting this war? You know, that real dramatic shit. Like, why are we even really here? 
We're just puppets to this Republican government. Oh, shit. What are we doing with our life? Um, and just saw how the Republic used the clones, and they had no free will or choice to join the war. They were just forced into this life. Um, but this group didn't have the clone trooper mentality, um, you know, where you were not questioning orders and just storming into battle. Um, but also the time period of this is after episode three around like, I'm guessing at the end of order 66 and the fall <coughs> of the Republic and the creation of the empire. Oops. And it's some, it's gotta be some of the most interesting star Wars and the most least, you have the least amount of canon from that era. So well, as soon as I finish clone wars, I definitely want to jump into this. I'll talk about more when uh, I'll talk about what we've been watching. But yeah, they. I'll talk about a few things that oh, I've read at the beginning of the episode. Don't really spoil it, just to go off what you were saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I was wondering because I figured that that's kind of what it was. That um, not that they were intentionally not trying to be part of the clones. They just um, the cloning didn't go right or something. Is what I assumed. But I didn't, so far at least. Have you watched the first Clone Wars? Um, I have, but I didn't actually finish it. Uh, I want to. They're a big part of it. That's what I was going to say. I also... Don't let me correct myself. They're a part of it, not a big part of it. Yeah, I've never seen them from what I've seen the Clone Wars, so this seems kind of forced on there's making of a story, so I'm glad that they're already in there. Uh, They... This is in the first few minutes and not that big of a spoiler. just gives you context for what you're saying. Mm-hmm. This is, at least in the first episode, it's right at the start of uh, executing uh, Order 66. So Execute. Yeah. Order 66. So that's uh, the timeline of it, at least for now. Dude, that's the best part. Of it. That's the best part of the best Star Wars movie. You think so? Um, It's near there. But the helicopter view yeah. of Anakin. Marching in, well, at that point, Darth Vader marching into the Jedi is the temple. Dun, 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 and he's got all the fucking clones behind him. That part's cool. Uh, I said another contender for best moment Killing is when the kids. I killed him. Uh, that part's too cheesy. Um, <laughs> no, I was gonna say something isn't cheesy when Darth Vader says, No, no I said not cheesy. Oh, oh sorry. When he says, careful not to choke on your aspirations. That wasn't in episode three, buddy. No, you said Star Wars moment, oh. so I said a Star Wars moment. Gotcha. Because Star Wars moments aren't just episode three or Star Wars moments. Yeah, that wasn't cheesy at all. I know. So, that's all the news you had, sir? Mm-hmm. Um, I just took a screenshot of a couple of things. You are talking about how that article was kind of funny, the uh, GameSpot one about giant bombs since they're all part of the same company or were, I don't know if they still are. I think that's part of the speculation of what's happened to them because somebody named Red Ventures bought um, that branch of CBS, I guess. So they were thinking maybe it's a way off, but the way they acted didn't seem like it. Yeah. It also was weird to watch because, well, for one, I think you'll like it because I'm glad I didn't watch it live because I would have thought it was a joke because they do their normal introduction and everything. And, uh... Brad's like, I, we have an announcement, so go ahead, you guys. And you can tell everybody's just like uncomfortable because nobody knows how to say it. 
And then Vinny's like, yeah, this, uh, I don't really know how to say this, but Friday is my last day of Giant Bomb. And then I was like, well, I guess this is uh, no better time to say it. This uh, Friday is my last day of Giant Bomb. This is just, it just wow. seems like, especially you know their humor. It just seems like a dumb joke. Browser, like, well, I don't really know how to follow that up, uh, but I'm my last day of Giant Bomb is Friday. And then they just, I was like, this is so weird. And they started like reminiscing and talking about starting the website and everything, which I'm sure is even weirder than them more, after more of a decade and their best friend dying and coming back to all that. And then. Somebody's dying to say coming back to life. <laughs> that'd be nuts. And then from what I've seen, nobody cries, but I feel like Vinny is like trying not to multiple times. It's kind of hard to watch and kind of. No, it's all just so weird. But the point of saying that was I just thought of that when we were talking about the article, but you're talking about how it's funny that they're talking about Giant Bomb. I almost put this article in here, but I thought the headline was good enough. It's about Verizon. It says Verizon is selling its media business for $5 billion. And it said that includes Engadget, and this article is on Engadget. So that one's literally just full circle. There's like write an article about them themselves. Um, then this next one, I don't know if you heard, I haven't heard this, uh, friend of the show, co-host of Bro Hawks D-Dubs, as the kids call them. <laughs> um, they, uh, he told me that there's a lot of rumors about Call of Duty being in bad shape, the new one. And there's rumors of the campaign not shipping with it, or maybe shipping later. I've heard this before. Yeah. And this might uh, give evidence to that, but I think it's really weird. You know how it's a running joke that Activision just puts every team on Call of Duty? Mm-hmm. I think some of that's exaggerated. Some of the teams make sense. But this one, literally, it's like they're feeding into the joke. It said they moved, they laid off a big portion of it, which seems odd for what I'm about to say, and then a lot of the others were moved to Call of Duty, and that is Toys for Bob, the creators of Crash Bandicoot 4. And Skylanders. Yep. And Crash Bandicoot, I heard, sold really well. Uh, Insane Trilogy sold crazy, insanely well. And then Crash 4, I heard, sold really well. And then, yeah, Skylanders, obviously. So that seems kind of backwards to lay them off, but then incredibly backwards to put most of the rest on the Call of Duty. hope this means it's got, like, Crash graphics. <laughs> That'd be fucking awesome. A crossover, a crashover. What do you think of that? That's something, man. Just delay the fucking game. <laughs> You're just so worried about your investors and your Chinese overlords. Just make a good game, man. Yeah, there's no way we won't. I get what you are saying. I'd be, you know, I especially would be more than okay with that. But there's no way there won't be a Call of Duty this year, even if there isn't a campaign. And as I know, people will buy it like crazy, so it doesn't matter. Call of Duty poo-poo breath. <laughs> But that's all the news I had. If you want to get into media pickups, do you have any? Zero. Zero? Yeah. Trying to hold back on those. It was, we went to Target today and saw um, they had Cowboy Bebop Complete Collection and uh, Samurai Jack Complete Collection. Real hard not to grab those. I got yeah. you. What about you? Um, I'm ahead of you. I went to Target a few days ago to pick up the new Pokemon Snap. I so, saw I picked up off the floor. Did you see my picture frame that came with it? <laughs> it was beautiful. Very yeah. cute. I didn't have to pre-order it. just came with it. Nice. And I saw it, and I was like, oh, man, there's going to be kind of thing when they're like, you had to pre-order it, even though it said you didn't. Mm-hmm. And I went in there, and the guy was like, yeah, we definitely didn't get any of those. Um, I can go look in the back. 
and we stored the game back there anyways because they don't they really saw a pokemon because they didn't have any in the shelf he went back dude we had a whole box of them here you go nice nice um but that's all i had for media pickup so we can talk about what we've been playing which pokemon snap i streamed like 40 minutes of it before i left which is not enough to um really judge it i think it uh from the small portion I played, which I want to play more, I can't believe I only played that 40 minutes. I'm kind of sad. I keep, I want to play games, but then I'm like, I could do Uber Eats again. I could take overtime, Blue Jackets games. So I need to balance it more. And I was going to say, get on games more, but I'm uh, about to go on vacation. So we'll see how that goes. But I do want to play more of it. It seems like most of what I wanted, like I said, my biggest issue is still that there's so many Pokemon that I don't give two shits about now. So I think that will worry factor into it. And then I know people mock how simplistic it is and they just take pictures, which I don't think that is. I think what made it cool is that it was that, but it was hard to master. Like you had to figure out the tricks with like throwing apples to get Pokemon to come out and like doing different effects to have the Pokemon in different spots. But I felt like to me, that was always like a, a cool thing to figure out, kind of like an arcade game. It was kind of like a metagame inside the game. And I feel like it was cooler because that was all kind of word of mouth or like when your friend came over. Oh, yeah. I feel like I'm a potentially avoiding it, but I feel like everybody's just uh, sharing the best ways to get the best pictures online instantly. Dude, figuring out how to finally wake up that. My sister came home from school and was like, I've, we found out. The Snorlax. Yeah, the Snorlax. Yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. That's the feeling like everyone's like, come running in. We threw the N64 on. I think we still had our backpacks on. Like, try it out, try it out. See what yeah. happens. Yeah, so, I mean, I guess I get in a way because that's natural now for people to do that online. It's kind of the same way. But for me, I think that takes fun out because online, you can instantly find the best way. Once you and your friends, it's like everybody kind of figuring out together online. You can have a community if you form around the right people. Mm-hmm. But if you search, everybody's going to know the best thing and just everybody's going to gravitate towards that and share that instead. So I've been trying to avoid that. I am worried. This sounds like a kind of silly if uh you don't want pokemon to be so simplistic and it sounds really dumb as i'm saying it but uh it has both can uh both joystick control it so the camera one the right joystick will move the camera but then the left joystick has the lens and you move the lens and that just sounds might sound like a really dumb thing but i feel like it just adds a layer of complexity that pokemon snap does not need and I haven't played enough of it to tell yet, but I feel like the cool things that you do with like the apple or like leading the Pokemon into the lava so then it'll turn into something else. I feel like it's gonna be done by just getting like different um, like upgrades now, which doesn't sound as cool to me. But like I said, I put literally like 40 minutes of it and 10 minutes of that was like the setup and everything. Yeah. So not a fair judgment yet, just kind of my base thoughts and um, might stream more of it. Definitely gonna play more of it, but might stream more of it. Okay. And then besides that, I did actually did go back to Rain on Your Parade, the game I talked about last week. Like I said I wanted to get more achievements and do some of the uh, side stuff, but I've said that on many games, so I'll see if I follow through with it. But I did do that. I had a lot of fun doing it, and I only have, I think, four achievements left. I might get those. I'm not going to. It'd be cool to get all 1,000. I don't do that very often. But a couple of them are pretty tough. So that was it for me this week, though, just the, those two. I've just been got excited because uh, the AK forty seven is sucked in Warzone. I was like, man, I really, 
It's one of my favorite guns from Call of Duty. And they finally made it actually pretty decent in Warzone. They, the last update, they made it uh, not only u- usable, but one of the better guns. So I've just been leveling that up. Um, that's like one or two games a day or something in between work. But uh, it's the only game I've been playing, man. Really? Yeah. Okay. You want to start with what you've been watching then, since I was talking way more than you? Yeah, uh, I was going to watch the Mortal Kombat movie, but then mm. that's definitely not up Renee's alley, so instead we watched the Paris Hilton's documentary. Mm. It was uh, really well done. It was like fucking two hours, but it blew by. They did a really good job on it. I feel bad because I always thought Paris Hilton was that stupid from The Sweet Life, but I found out that, that was all a ploy. Um, it was a character she played as. Made me feel totally different than what I felt about Paris Hilton. Uh, I took some notes on it. Oh, oops, my mic fell down. Um, uh, she didn't agree to releasing that porn. Did really? you know? That? Yeah. Um, well, didn't she always say that the leaked there? But like, that's not. There's no way that leaked. Wasn't that always a debate? That yeah, that was fake. Yeah, I could see that, but I think after this, I definitely see how it wasn't. Because now it's like a thing that you do to get famous. But she was the start of that. And she was 18 or 19 at the time, and the guy's a huge fucking douchebag poker player that was like 32 at the time. And she thought it was something personal. So maybe maybe it was. But uh, it made me feel guilty. I wrote this down. It made me feel guilty about um, many of my middle school cum fests to that one night in Paris. Um, so I felt really bad about that. I'm happy Kim Kardashian was there to give her credit because she was definitely, that whole family owns <laughs> uh, owes Paris Hilton big time because she made them. Yeah. Uh, they also talked about her like, do you realize like you were the first influencer, the kids say, and how do you feel about that? And she almost feels responsible for all of these people running around taking selfies and... Um, acting like idiots and taking photos of all their food and she almost feels like she can't live a normal life yeah so are you gonna start watching uh drew barrymore and paris hilton podcasting or time about talk show uh unfortunately unfortunately that was only one episode oh. and that was one of the dumbest things i've ever heard in my life <laughs> drew barrymore does not need to interview people um but then i've been watching lost oh paris yeah hilton. that's the only two things <laughs> Lost in Paris Hilton. I'm, st- I'm stuck in 2005. Someone come, someone come rescue me. Um, where are you at in Lost, you know? Uh, I can tell you. Okay. Go for it. It's loading. I'm going to Hulu. for it to load. It's kind of what my phone's doing right now. You like the audio? As Raj is so silent, it's like, man, if you're watching podcast, you're just going to this thing off. Yeah, I don't... This is I'm having weak connection in here. I think it's like episode six or something of the last season. Oh, look at that. You're on the last season, eh? You have any thoughts? I feel like you don't need to say spoiler warnings. Can anybody watch this? Probably already watch with us, but I guess spoiler warnings. Um... I don't know what the fuck's going on with Jacob. Like, it's getting a little convoluted convoluted and weird. And 
um, still feeling the same. Yeah. About it. Yep. Okay. Um, all I see is you get a little deeper in, if you know what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. So what I've been watching was, obviously I watched the second, third round of the NFL draft in person. Mm-hmm. But I watched the uh, first round the night before that. And then I'm the madman that was watching all of it. So day three, I watched rounds uh, four through seven. Watched the entire draft. It was fantastic. Um, watched some more IFL, the football league the, the uh, Wild Dogs are going to be in. There's also a rumor right now that they're adding a Colorado team next year. I hope that's true. Thank you, buddy. Because they used to support arena football like crazy. And I made, I don't know if I told you, I made a commitment to myself that if the Wild Dogs open on the road, I'm going no matter where it is. Kind of like I did with uh, when we went to Albany for the Destroyers game. But I couldn't get people to commit to that ridiculous thing because, you know, well, if it's in like this time frame or this amount of distance. So luckily it was Albany and it worked out. But some of these teams are like 30 hours away. But I'm making commitment to myself that they open on the road. I'm going no matter where it is. There's a team in Louisville now, so it could be as close as like three and a half hours. Or it could be California and be like 40 hours away. But I'm doing it. At that point, wouldn't you just fly? Well, I said I'm committed to going. So, yeah, I might. I would like to drive. And so my commitment is going, not driving. Oh, um, you said 30 hours away and stuff like that. Oh, well, yeah. I'm just meant like distance if you were driving. But if it was that far away, I'd still prefer to drive. But, yeah, I guess I would have to fly if it was actually that far away but if it's one of the states within like 15 hours even i feel like well, i could drive game. If it's a home game i got season tickets so i'll be there oh. and then i guess maybe look at a road game that'd be fun to get maybe like pick one throughout the year that would be fun to go to um i should be able to pick like a location that i'd prefer because if it's open on the road like i said i'm going just to be able to go at the first game and the experience of going somewhere so I wouldn't have a choice of where it's at, but if it's home, then it'd be cool to be able to pick a location for a road game. But uh, I've been watching more of that. I finished The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Um, feel about the same. It's good. I don't think nearly as good as WandaVision. I'm kind of confused how people are thinking it just keeps getting better and better because I definitely don't feel that way. But I said, you know, I like all the Marvel stuff, and I think it's in line with that. Yeah, I did see a lot of conservatives are like, it's so funny. People thought this was going to be woke, but it's quite the opposite. <laughs> I think they do, um, the last couple episodes, I think they do some unnecessary stuff with pushing race. I think some of it would be true in like real life, so I think some of it is fitting and doesn't seem off-putting. I think other stuff is a little forced. But yeah, I think, like I said, that joke the couple of the earlier episodes I was not expecting. So yeah, I think it's not just like a one-sided weird thing. Um are you going to watch this? I don't want to spoil something. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think so. It sounds interesting. I don't want to spoil it because it would be a big thing, so I want to spoil it. Besides that, I watched, uh, you're talking about watching outdated stuff. I watched the making of The Last of Us, as in the original Last of Us. Um, I remember seeing it at the time, but I don't know why I didn't watch it. We always talk about how there's not enough good making of or like behind the scenes. This is uh, like the Halo behind the scenes stuff that I always talk about how much i love him. i think you said you liked him a lot oh yeah um naughty dog put it out and it's like an hour and a half on their youtube channel or on sony's youtube channel 
and it's like uh, just like those Halo videos, an hour and a half long of the making of The Last of Us, and it's super interesting. You see a lot of stuff like behind the scenes that you don't normally see, and uh, yeah, start paying attention. Maybe there's more of these documentaries than I gave credit for, and I'm just like, I need to do more. And then the ones that are out there, I don't pay attention to. <laughs> it would be more interesting if it's like those games that I actually am interested in. But uh, finish that, and then like I said for May the fourth. Watched uh, Star Wars The Bad Bunch or Batch. I always Batch. say Bunch. Yeah. Um, I liked it. Like I said, a few of the things I was wondering or curious about, we talked about. Uh, a couple things I still don't really like is the... These aren't spoilers. They come like, so the first couple minutes. The lead Jedi or whatever, the Padawan. That's probably important. He's a Padawan, so he's... he. Looks like he's supposed to be like 10 years old, 12 years old. And they get this man the deepest voice and does not fit him at all. <laughs> and sounds super corny. I'm curious when you watch it what you think of it. And I guess the other thing isn't really a fair criticism because the show is what it is. But all I can think about is how fucking cool these would look if it was live action. And The uh, whole Clone Wars series. Yeah. Man. But I like the Clone Wars. And like I said, that's not really a fair judgment because that's not what it is. And... um. Then since it is cartoony, I don't care if it's animated. I know there's a lot of weird, weird adults that won't watch anything that's not live action. But the downside of it being animated is that they go um, farther than even the Star Wars movies do have like silly moments and stuff for kids. But you know, obviously being animated goes farther where there's like too much dumb stuff that takes you out of it. Especially with something like this, it's kind of like darker and like the the bad guys or whatever. That's why I liked, um, speaking of Samurai Jack, the first Clone Wars. Yeah. Because um, I feel like that wasn't in there. Almost like an anime. Yeah. Um, I was going to say something else about it. I feel like it. the Clone Wars movie is really bad about that. Yeah, it was. I I loved it as a kid, and I still like it now, but no, it definitely has that. Oh, I was going to, I know what else I was going to say. It really remind me of the Spartan crew from Halo Reach at I think that's another reason why I want to see it live action. Even like the way they like banter and everything. It reminds me a lot of that and how they each have like a special ability. You can go back. There's a way to watch just their episodes in Clone Wars. I plan on watching all. I've seen a lot of Clone Wars anyways, but I want to watch all of it. You know, there's like a special order to watch those, right? Yeah. If you go through and uh, just watch maybe just their episodes because there was. Spoilers. There were some members that died. Um, but that's pretty early on, but. Yeah. Um, I mean, just go look at their episodes too, because their their story's pretty removed from everything else. Okay, they're they're almost like they were almost primed for a spinoff, like they knew they were going to do this. All right, so maybe go back and just watch their episodes. Maybe you'd like it more. I gotcha. I'm excited to see more of it. That said, there are 16 episodes going to be out. That's just the first one. Really? So yeah, so I do want to see more of it. Um, that's all I've been watching. Have you been uh, reading slash listening to any books? No. Me either. I'm trying to figure out what my next one's going to be. I said I have multiple credits in the trip coming up. It's a lot of podcasts. Yeah, I think uh, the trip, I don't know if I'll be listening to audiobooks actually because I'm going to other people. And I'm, I told you my story of being with my friend Little Zach and having to listen to Harry Potter. I'm not going to do that to other people. But I was thinking that would be a perfect thing to do if I do Uber Eats a good amount because mm-hmm. I'm just going to be in the car driving and it was so relaxing just putting on podcasts and music and yeah, having. Yeah. So I think audiobook might be perfect for that. Um, 
So me either on that, we can get to the free games. So on Xbox, you have 360 Lego Batman till May 31st. Xbox One, you have Truck Racing <laughs> every Jeez, time. The Xbox just went off. Truck Racing Championship till May 15th. <laughs> and Armello till May 31st. PlayStation Plus, you have PS4 Battlefield 5 and Stranded Deep. And PS5 Wreckfest Drive Hard Die Last till May 31st. And the Play at Home game is Horizon Zero Dawn Complete Edition till May 15th. Um, do you have any fake outrage? Yeah, I do actually. It's oh, you brought that up. I don't this week, so good. Uh, also, I went to Target today though, but um, <coughs> to look at the Space Jam toys. Mm-hmm. Well, there's some other stuff I want to check out there, but they look awful. Really? Because LeBron's like a big theme of it, so it'd be cool to maybe pick up a couple of them. Uh-huh. But they look so sh- like shittily made. Hmm. There's like some little figures that have been cool to maybe I don't know get a couple of them, but somebody had robbed that whole set. Um, there's some cool toys for the new Space Jam, but I don't know. Kind of robbed me of my excitement. Hmm. Um, but, uh, actually, I don't think we talked about Space Jam on here. What do you think of that trailer? Um, I don't know what I was expecting from a sequel, but kind of hampered my feelings a little bit. Yeah, I feel like I knew what I was expecting, and I think a lot of people would have were hating on it, was... Just kind of like a complete copy of Space Jam, but with LeBron. I think a lot of people didn't want that because you, they thought you were kind of uh, like everybody talks about old movies. Now it's our generation doing it. You can't remake it and you can't have LeBron because he's just the Jordan of now. That seems to make sense and give it to a new audience that isn't us. So I was completely okay with that. What I didn't like was the animation style I thought was weird first mm-hmm. off. And then but I was like, whatever. But then... When it got into the arena, that's where I really didn't like it. It had like a, a real Tron theme to it, which I love Tron, but it does not fit Space Jam at all. And then where I it really lost me, which I'm still going to see it, and this stuff could end up being cool. I'm still going to give it a chance. But where it really lost me was when they were having a game and then it like broke out into a Ready Player One movie. I was about to say that, yeah. Yeah, so it was just like Space Jam mixing the world of Tron and Ready Player One, which all things I love. But no reason any of those should be together. I, was, I don't yeah. know what the fuck this is right now. Yeah, the, ter- the toys are terrible. And the one thing I was like, I'd oh, be kind of cool to pick a couple of those that sold out. And there's like a little fit. I was like, God, I'm just so tired of collecting plastic right now. I want to save for buy some property. So I didn't, yeah. I didn't pick them up. But my fake outrage, bud, was uh, um, it had actually happened on this episode. No. Um, when I said I'd found a new content creator that oh. was gaming and mm-hmm. political, and you just automatically assume, oh, who is he? Who is he? Mm-hmm. He is in a male. Mm-hmm. When I said gaming and a content creator, I don't know why you automatically assume that, but also she's a minority. Yep, a minority. Are you done on my cough? Something like that? A black female. And you disregarded it and said male. You probably automatically thought Caucasian male, too. That probably just popped right in your fucking head. Your racist, disgusting-filled head. So, that's how I'm feeling right now. Can I give you a bit of real outrage and not fake? 
Sure, I guess so. That wasn't fake, though. But, okay, go ahead. That you just presented that as fake outrage because I can see where you're coming from, and I'd be outraged as well. So I don't appreciate that you frame that as fake outrage. We're getting so meta into this episode. I love it. So I'm sorry. You deserve that. Yeah. And she deserves better. Yeah. You know. A strong minority woman. You know, I must say something. Um, I'm just waiting for more racism to come out of your mouth. You're talking about Giant Bomb, how you think that that just screams uh, minority hiring? I looked up an article when they hired uh, Dan and... Oh, no. Go ahead. I know where this is going. Uh, Dan and Jason, I guess there is huge outrage from the gaming community, and they had a ton of personalities destroying for hiring all white males. So um, I feel like they, if you look at it, there's an Asian dude on there and they've had multiple women and I feel like they don't care, but I feel like they might go, what the hell? If we're not just doing that and still getting criticized, that I feel like if they don't feel that way, they might just fucking do it to, you know, like we're already hiring these people and you guys are, uh, oh, just yeah, these people. Definitely joking too about there. Oh no, I know. I'm just so used to those corporate messages. Yeah, I'm saying I wouldn't be surprised they do that, but I bet it's not even just for that reason. I'm, like I said, I don't think they have any issue with people like that, but I don't think that they hire for that, which is supposed to be the point, which doesn't make sense. But I'm serious about this gothic chick. I think you'd like her. Okay. I was excited. My coworker, my, like, 60-year-old coworker watches her, and check I think he's like, this kid's a gamer. Let me tell him about this girl. Yeah. Okay. Oh, by the way, let me tell you a story real quick. This is a good story I wanted to keep for the podcast. This probably could be used on uh, stories I shouldn't tell. But okay. I feel like it's a good place for it. This same guy um, was like, we were talking about something where this girl was had a, um, she was drunk on her podcast and she got super anti-police and said, F the police, and then immediately drove off and hit a police officer and killed him. They got in a high-speed chase and backed up i don't know it's a huge mess but then she's profusely apologizing I was like yeah she's blasting a i work with a lot of black guys she's blasting a nwa man in the background and said fuck the police and then immediately left there and killed one also when when cops die it's never like oh this guy was a bachelor it's always like he had six children and one on the way you know what i'm saying <laughs> not saying bachelors should <laughs> die but always have like a bunch of kids and a wife that's pregnant just like uh the nfl draft used to be until this year they finally realized it and this guy just got taken the first pick overall and his vi- entire family died in fire and he almost <laughs> didn't make it oh my god what why are you <laughs> why are you doing this right now <laughs> there was one newscaster i was watching where he said something like yeah just uh right now his uh his mom died or something like that along the lines of that and the other guys, they're so stuck in that fake news personality. He goes, don't you hate when that happens or something like that? They're so stuck uh-huh. in that fakeness. But, yeah, he was like, I was like, yeah, she's playing NWA in the background. NWA? Like, what the f- yeah, NWA, the rap group. Ryan? Hmm. Never heard of them. Because in the 60s, was like, NWA, the rap group? What's that stand for? This is a fucking... No whites allowed. We figured yeah, out no movie. whites allowed. 
and I was like glancing around. Is there cameras somewhere? Like, what the hell's uh-huh. happening here? NWA. Hmm. So I had to what's, ask what's my grandson for? Ryan about that. <laughs> I was like, are, are you serious? Like, I don't know what to do. But I think he was fucking with me though, because he was like, "Oh yeah, I know who they are, Ice uh-huh. Cube." But uh, I really thought I was getting like it was HR. Yeah. Had set something up and I was getting trapped. And then he looks at me and he's like, "You could have said it if you wanted to, man. I don't care if you say it." Shabbat yeah. Shabbat. <laughs> yeah. And I still felt like there were still cameras over there. Yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. You could say it, man. He died. I'm giving you the pass. So I could sit there like nervous, like there's <laughs> definitely. And I eventually I was like, dude, is there like cameras around here? What's going on? And he just started laughing. So I think he's just fucking me. Yeah. But, uh, he's also like in his sixties. Um. But yeah, so he showed me this chick, okay. Gothics. Very nice. But yeah, that's it. That's the full story. I got gotcha. you. Yep. I should talk about this when I'm talking about the draft. I had to own up to it because we uh, we talked about this on the podcast before. My bet about oh yeah the number one pick. I said it'd be uh, Justin Fields to the Jaguars. My friend at work, my manager actually said it'd be Trevor Lawrence. So I had to wear this sign. That's actually coming through well. Yeah, it is. It's uh, the Jaguars logo for the oh, audio yeah. listeners. It says number one Jaguars fan. <laughs> Which is the most generic. That's like what you see Madden the fans wearing. Oh, number yeah. one Jaguars fan. Had to wear around all day at work, and yeah, he went all out. I was going to draw on a piece of paper and just stick it to his back, but this thing was professionally made, but on top of cardboard, which makes it funny. <laughs> and it's our own. I don't know if you saw that. It's our own cardboard, too. And uh, Real people, real service. And also, it smells like firewood, so I feel oh, like it's a that. string from a firewood. <laughs> and uh smelled firewood around my neck all day. Do you smell it? It doesn't smell bad, though. Oh, no, I like that smell. It's just kind of intoxicating when it's around your neck all day. Makes you think of like Halloween or fall. Yeah. Do you do that on purpose? I don't think so. I feel like you just need a string. It's like, oh, oh shit, I got wood there. Yeah, he did a really good job on this thing. Yeah, it's fucking ridiculous. Holy shit. <laughs> wow. That's cool. Yeah. Just a shitty team. That's the funny thing. You know, I don't even hate the Jaguars. There'd be a team I root for secondarily. So. Really. Yeah. yeah, I don't. I don't feel neutral about it. It's big. Urban Meyer being there now too. I want to see. Oh, that would know. that would definitely help. I wish they didn't take Trevor Lawrence because that kind of hinders it. But yeah, I've always kind of liked the Jaguars, and I love Urban Meyer. And I hate Trevor Lawrence, but I think Urban Meyer would have been lynched though if he didn't do that. I like I said. The only reason I know that anybody knows anything thinks that's the dumbest bet in the world. Everybody mocked me. Like I said, I think it made sense in the fact. I was there that, with you, buddy. Yeah, Urban Meyer said that. Just feels the best quarterback he's ever seen. So I don't know how he passing the best quarterback he's ever seen, which I was saying, man, he saw Trevor Lawrence and he thought he was better than him. Okay. Also comes down a lot a lot more people choosing to. Yeah. Just him. So I just had to own up to that. Um, besides that, no bro hawks this week. I'm leaving for my trip Friday. We usually record on Thursday, so we're gonna take a week a week off and then come back. We did uh, stream the NFL draft if you wanna watch that kind of substitute. And then the week after that, we'll be back with it and have a probably long episode because there's a lot happening. We haven't even talked about the draft and our experience there, which we did a little bit here. Um, and then still haven't done an extra life stream. Going to try and do two this month. I don't know if it's possible with everything going on. I have three trips, I think, this month. But going to try and make it happen. As always, you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Current Backlog. 
And you can email any corrections, questions, or feedback to currentbacklawyers at gmail.com. Do you have anything else, buddy? Do you have nice hands? Thank you. I feel like I kind of... They made a Mandalorian version of this on Target today. I saw that at Target yeah. when I was there. Whoa. That's all for you, though? That's it. All right. New clap it out for this one. Back with a, oh, a new snack. Oh, you've you had these? Uh, those are one of my favorite candies. Oh, is it really? Yeah, those are amazing. Is this, this might be offensive. Oh, no, it says Japan. I was going to say, I'm guessing this is Asian candy, but it literally says Japan. Yeah, I love these candies. I haven't seen them. They're not, I didn't think they're like unique or anything. I'm like, I'm admirers. I just haven't seen them. Mm-hmm. And I love watermelon, but they felt disgusting. I got to be honest with you. That's why yeah. I got them. Just the feeling, at least. I've never had the watermelon flavor. Oh, okay. But this is new for me. Oh, what the fuck? Well, that does not smell like watermelon. It smells good to me. Really? Like bubblegum and watermelon. It smells like kind of like fucking. You know what this actually smells like? Now that I get Chemicals? Yeah. Okay. Uh, nail polish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, go ahead, buddy. And they're not. That, I think you should try that. Oh. They're not. Green or pink, and what? It's like a sandy texture on it. You're gonna hate them. <laughs> Am I? Mm-hmm. I meant to have my drink, but I'm gonna tear in half here. Oh, <laughs> the noises! I'm really trying to taste it because there's a hint of good in there. It reminds me of something, but yeah, overall, it's not good. Were the other ones you had better than this? Yeah. Okay. Japan. It's not that bad either, though, but... I'll try another one. I'll go for it. You have the bag. Why don't you put them all in your mouth and see what that's like? Really? <laughs> if you want to... They're so warm, too. Yeah. That, that's my own fault. I've been having my oh. pocket. Okay, here we go. You ready? Yep. Oh, okay. No, it's like they're... The, ta- the, the outer the outer shell thing is very bitter. It's drying. Like, it's like almost like a starch on the outside. Yeah. It dries out your mouth. Watermelon gummy candy is very delicious. Please have a fun time with this watermelon gummy candy. <laughs> it's the most Japanese sentence ever in English. That literally sounds like E3 presentation. Mm. Please enjoy the game. It's like it's eating a ball sack with all of a sudden or something. You know what else we didn't do? Look at that starchy stuff. We didn't do a game show. Should we do a special game show right here? Or Let's skip do it. it. Okay. I gave you, you were bummed about Ryan letting you down pictures, so I gave you a picture one. You ready for this? Sure. We got 10 pictures. 10 pictures, okay. Yep. I think some are going to be easy for you, some I don't know if you'll know. The Last of Us, Ellie? Yep, Ellie. Okay. Yeah. So that's two points. Okay. Uh, Clementine? Damn it. Uh, Walking Dead? Okay. 
Shepard. Uh, Commander Shepard? Yeah. Mass Effect? Yeah, I guess I'll let you say final answer so that oh, way you can okay, think. Fine. That was my fault. Oh, damn it. Uh, Rex from Mass Effect. Final answer. Oh, boy. I'm not, uh, I'm not doing so good Rex. here. All right. This one's getting cut off a bit for some reason. I don't remember her name. That's Uncharted. I don't remember her name. I didn't play that one. Skip over it then? Yeah. I think she's been in all of them except maybe the first one. I thought she'd been in all of them. But she had her own though, right? With the she had a spinoff, like a standalone thing. Yeah. Um, well, it's an expansion, whatever you want to call it. But her name is Chloe. Chloe. Yeah. Okay. There. That aftertaste is yeah. fucking terrible. <laughs> There's a like a start. Like I think it's like an anti-clumping thing, and it coats your mouth. Ugh. Oh fuck! Uh, it's definitely Mario. That is so. I don't like that. <laughs> There's a worse picture I found in this one, but I gave you this one. Uh, Yoshi's girlfriend. Final answer. Birdo. But yep, that's what I thought. Not not at all. Uh, Mudkip, Pokemon. Is that Mudkip? Final answer. That's Sobble. He's Pokemon. Sobble. Isn't Mudkip a Pokemon too? Yeah, I'm saying you had that part right. Oh fuck! Oh no! <laughs> uh, so it's definitely the cake is a lie. That stupid fucking meme. Um, <laughs> I can't pronounce it. That's the worst part. It's like Garrett Gardos. I don't know. Uh, hold on, Jardos. <laughs> I don't see. This sounds like a fucking Pokemon at this point. <laughs> that's probably how they get their names now. Uh, uh Jarn Jarnarn? Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> yes. Um, what is he? He's a flashlight. Oh shit, that's genius. Oh fuck. Uh I can't. Oh hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> oh, I feel like it's like right on the tip of my tongue and then I say something real stupid. Like I'm thinking of the name and then I just go, uh Garados? Gyarados? That's a good Pokemon. Yeah, it is. Um you have to get magic carp in the what is the water and then yeah then it turns into that Pokemon yeah. snap. Glados, Glados, Gladius, Glados. Final answer, Glados. Yep, you got it. Really? Uh-huh. Holy shit! Okay. Oh Jesus Christ! Uh, well, I feel like it's Sam. I can't remember his last name. Sam, final answer. I don't know. Frank West. Frank West. That was a, Speaking of Snap, that was like Pokemon Snap. Oh. Um, oh, fuck. What is her name? Fear. I was going to say, it's part of the reason I put this in here because me and you're like, oh, what is it? I'm not going to say it, but uh, what is, is it? This? Is it this? Eve? Fuck, what is her name? She's such a big part of that game series. They mention her all the time. Eve, final answer. Alma. Alma, yeah, I would never got that. I think that was 10, yep. Was it? Yeah, so you got how many? One, two, three, four, five. So you got half. Okay. Half, look at that. Yep. All Not right bad. at the beginning. <laughs> yeah. And uh, you got GLaDOS in the middle there, but yeah. Not bad. Not, definitely not Gyarados. <laughs> hey, you still outdid Ryan. <laughs> All right. Is that it? 